three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Alright. 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 Welcome in everybody, it is Friday, October 7th, happy weekend to you, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, live from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, you know it better as the Big X, we're here until 6 o'clock today, normal hours, normal show, getting you ready for football weekend, big Friday night around here, around these parts, we'll talk a little bit about the high school games, once we get to the pick segment, but a bigger weekend for the local college sports teams, namely the Louisville Cardinals, who will take on Virginia tomorrow afternoon at uh, noon, in Charlottesville, Mike Rutherford here. We got intern Patrick in the house, rocking his Crimson's uh, shirt, getting ready for the manual Sanex game tonight. We got uh, Trevor Kelsey rocking his Blue Jays T-shirt because we no. got playoff baseball going. You want me? You ready for it? Oh, Canada, our home and native land. Keep going. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I know too. <laughs> it's been a while since I heard it in the World Series. Okay, we stand united. It just ends with but with the Fado, <laughs> Joey Fado, <laughs> and friends. They like to play baseball. I think they talk about going over like uh, chanted lands or something. Well, it's, it's, it's a staple of national anthems. <laughs> Every nation is enchanted in some Can way. Can you sing the American national anthem? Of course. Take it I'm not going to sing the Star Spangled Banner you know on the air to start the show. Yeah. I don't even think I know it word for word. You, you know the Star Spangled Banner. I did a stretch for it. You know it. Uh, we are. I, I love having. We haven't turned the TV on in like five months in here. I was. It wor- feels good. I was kind of worried it was going to work coming in today. I couldn't find the control for a while. I, I'm not going to lie. Here's the thing. Because why would I lie to you? I never lie to you. <laughs> if I, you Rarely. Know, I mean, I, some people think I should lie more often on here. Probably. I do, but. Uh, I I made sure the phone was charged 100 because I was thought, thinking I was going to put it on the ESPN app on the up here on, up here on the desk and watch it on my my phone during the show. It's a good day. I mean, we have I think the last time because the Reds suck so much ass this year. That's the the medical term. I I didn't care to watch any of the day Reds games. So I, I think after like early May, we just stopped using the TV around here. I think the last time we may have used it was probably like Oaks Day. We had shows. What I was going to say, Oaks Day. I know we used it for the women's. Like basketball game when they played Arizona State, but we were that the was ones that, that was like last November. I'm that talking, was, I'm talking about the last time we used it. Period. That was. I mean, I thought that might have been it. I well, Oaks was in May. So okay. that, that's a six month difference. That's, that's a lot closer than the last. Hell, where was it? Last, last November. Six 
Uh, but yeah, we haven't we haven't used it in a while. But we got to, the, the Guardians already wrapped up their game one victory over the Rays. Now we got Phillies Cardinals scoreless through four, and then at four, your Blue Jays taking on the Mariners yeah. on, uh, on ESPN. Big game. I like the new Wildcat Wildcard format. Format. I gotta get it out. I can't say Wildcat it. format. Wildcat format. We're in the Wildcat here, like the Dolphins. Bring out Ronnie Brown. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss a little of the game driving from here to the other studio to get ready for the say next game. But uh-huh. I'm kind of hoping. I'm at least hoping maybe we wrap this up quickly, like the uh, Cleveland game. Get a win, so maybe we can get done before kickoff of the uh, St. X Emanuel game. Speaking of, big night around here in local high school yep. football, and you always have your high school football covered here on the Big X family of networks. Tonight at 7, we'll have St. X versus Manuel, undefeated Manuel versus the reigning state champions. Battle for number one. Whoever wins this game, probably number one in 6A coming next week. Yep. And if you're a Trinity slash Ballard fan, another huge matchup in 6A. You'll hear that one over on 970 WGTK, which is also your home of the cards. You can hear tomorrow's game, Louisville, Virginia. On 970 WGTK as well. No idea where Scoots is calling games tonight. It's always the, the, yeah, the follow up. Is it is, Jeffersonville again or uh, he's Silver gonna be, Creek? Well, he's going to be on 94.7. Always on 94.7. He's going to be on 97, and his game will be. It's not Wagner Central. Seymour and New Albany. Classic matchup between Seymour and New Albany. Seymour, the, the fighting John Cougar Mellencamps. Of course. Versus New Albany, the fighting Matt Dennison's. Fighting Matt Dennison's. Which has done put much of a fight. And then uh, for New Albany. I love Matt Dennison. I'm, I'm a Dennison guy I'm over, here, over a Mellencamp guy. I'm I mean, I'm, I'm a big. I mean, I'm, I'm a Cougar fan more than a Mellencamp fan, but I'm a, a same person. I'm a Dennison guy. I'm a Dennison guy. Yeah, I can. I can take it or leave it. We have lots to get to. This uh, it was already going to be an interesting show talking about tomorrow's game, what it means, what it might not mean, all that good stuff. And then it got way more interesting today with a couple of reports that are out there. We're, we're certainly going to get to that uh, in just a second. But Trevor, first of all. How confident are you in Blue Jays at four? And second of all, how was your, your your Thursday night? I know you spent part of it watching that Godforsaken football game, which I don't know why you did that to yourself. Uh, yeah, there was there was a point where I was like, what would be more depressing to watch right now? The rest of this game or the Dahmer series? College football dropping the ball again. They have a Wednesday night game. They've got like five games tonight. What do you? They gave us zero alternative. They had three Thursday night games the other the, uh, two weeks ago when we had Bengals Dolphins, the only good Thursday night game of the year. And then when we have Colts Broncos turnover fest, nobody can move the ball. They give us nothing. What are you doing? I mean, come on, college football. What Step are you up. doing? Yeah. Step up. Uh, but I did. Did you watch any of the game? I watched zero of the game. Did my, my my timeline on Twitter and the text flowing into my phone. Told me all the story that I needed. I love the overdramatic of people on Twitter, like acting like this, this is so horrible. Blind me. I mean, it's like okay, it's not the best football, but I mean, in some defense, they are two good defenses, but it was more bad offense than good defense. The best was in the middle of like my timeline being like, you know, this is the worst football game I've ever seen. Like, people acting like they're being strapped down, like uh, you know, Clockwork Orange to watch the football oh, game. Oh yeah, I see that Joe Biden is giving a speech at a Democratic like fundraiser where he's talking about like. Russia's not joking. Like the threat of nuclear war is real. This is the first time since the '60s we're facing like an Armageddon scenario. And I see that I'm like, well, that's comforting, right in the middle of this football talk. And then like two minutes later, I see like, <laughs> like really, because I never saw that trending. <laughs> two, I, I did. Uh, two minutes after that, I see like I'm like I'm like we're on the brink of nuclear war, and I'm spending my last moments watching this godforsaken football game. <laughs> These two offenses sucking bleep through a straw. I was like, I was like, this that's that's a good tweet. That's how I like. That's how I'm gonna go out. Broncos Colts. Well, I sat through majority of the game. Of course, on my, I watched it on my laptop, so I, I was playing playing some video games while I was doing it. Of so. course. Uh, and at one point, I almost wanted to mute it and just watch sitcoms on my TV. You should have just played video games, yeah. I know, but uh, but I did, I did sit through it, and it wasn't easy. And I have yet to finish Tomer, though. I, I couldn't get through it all last night. I'll just say this. Deaf Tony got me. 
Okay, I'm, I'm going to watch it eventually. But, it just pulled my heartstrings too much, and I had to stop. So I got two more episodes left. Deaf Tony got me. <laughs> Not the line I was expecting to hear that, but I've got zero frame of reference. And so if, because I don't have frame of reference, it's hard for me not to laugh at a line like that. I know. Well, there, I was joking with uh, Dugan the other day, yesterday, because he's seen it, and I was like, this may be bad. There are like a few points in the show, or in this in this, in this series, that I've actually kind of laughed out loud during. Probably. I mean, it's just once again, I haven't seen it, but probably I mean, not a good thing. Probably, I mean, yeah, well, maybe when we watch it, and you'll be like, "I bet that's what Trevor laughed at." Probably. Well, I mean, hell, like I'll probably think the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, Trevor probably laughed at that too. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. We want to hear from you throughout the course of today's show. I'm sure you're going to have thoughts on the events of today and the events of tomorrow. We will read those throughout today's show, but let, let's start with this. The report comes out, and I hate to even use the word report because it's not really a report, but Adam Rittenberg of ESPN, who writes behind a paywall, this was an insider story. He does a weekly column where he focuses on the, the coaching carousel, the hot seat buzz, all that good stuff, looks at you know, coaches on the hot seat who may fall next, you know, what coaches who have already fired their head coaches are, are doing, all that good stuff. And so he has a section, understandably, on Scott Satterfield and Louisville because Satterfield very much in the hot seat after the, these last couple of weeks. And here's what he has to say. He says, Scott Satterfield of Louisville didn't enter the season with the same inevitability about his job status as other coaches, but it's becoming harder to see a path where Satterfield returns in 2023. Last week's 34-33 loss to Boston College, where Louisville blew four leads, good Lord, has put Satterfield on extremely shaky ground. If Louisville falls to lowly Virginia on Saturday before an open week, a change is expected. Even if the Cardinals bounce back, their second-half schedule includes four AP Top 15 opponents, surging James Madison, and defending ACC champion Pitt. Bowl eligibility seems extremely unlikely. Obviously, there's one line there that stands out above the rest, which is, should Louisville lose to Virginia on Saturday before an open week, a change is expected. Now, there's been some talk, some debating amongst fans about what exactly that means. When you hear that, what what do you think? I don't. I know it doesn't make me think what people probably think that it's, it's expected immediately. It makes me think that it changed. I mean, but it's a foregone conclusion. That's that's. I mean, I think that's kind of open ended with the way he worded it, and some people are going to jump to that conclusion. And I get that, but to me, I mean, it means that a change is inevitable, but it doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, on Sunday or Monday. I mean, it's. I think it pretty much just means it's going to happen probably. No, no earlier than maybe the second to last week season, maybe. So you're thinking it's like a, it is like a Steve Cragthorpe '09 yes. situation where they have the talk, but it's like I'm going to support you publicly, but behind and closed doors, maybe I, get that resume. I'm not saying I agree with 100 that he's right about that, but if, if he is, that's the change. I assume that he's the timeline date. He's he's he's, assu- he's, uh, he's alluding to, and if he's not alluding to it, then I think he's a little off. It, it is I don't certainly. See doing that. It, it, it's definitely vague, and maybe. Intentionally vague. Well, of course. I know Adam Rittenberg. I mean, he's a very well-respected ESPN reporter who has sources all over the place. I don't know where exactly he's getting this from. But whether or not he means a change is imminent, like this week, or he means a change is definitely going to happen regardless of how the second half of the season plays out, it's it's a damning statement for Scott Satterfield and company. And I think that it's... Cause I, I is tend it damning because it's now nationally being talked about yeah, opposed I mean, to locally, it, I guess? It, it's, it's out there. I mean, the, you know... The, the worst kept secret here locally now is becoming a national talking point. But I, I think that because I'm kind of like you when, when I saw that, I'm like, there's I'm not buying that the administration has gone to Scott Satterfield and been like, hey, man, winner go home. <laughs> you beat Virginia. You get to keep your job. You lose to Virginia. You're fired. 
Like I, I don't I can't imagine that that's the case. I, I can't even imagine that that's the case behind closed doors without like them talking to him about it. Like where it's like he could keep his job. And now that it's out there, kind of in those terms. I mean, I was texting with a, a local media member today, and he's like, "What happens if?" He's like, "What happens if this is out there now and like they went out?" And first of all, I was like, "My response was, if they went out, I'm gonna walk naked across the Big Four Bridge, <laughs> yeah, which well, nobody wants." I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing, which I don't know what shocked people more: me walking or being naked. Yeah, equally shocking. <laughs> I'll take a rascal across it with you. But the the point stands with like, what if this season does get salvaged and you have this report out there that was like, hey, if he just lost that Virginia game, he was going to get fired. It'd be a, a weird thing. Then again, this program has operated in weird for the last you know, the entire Satterfield era, so it, maybe that wouldn't be business as usual. I I struggle to believe that it's the latter scenario where he's going to be fired if they lose tomorrow. Although like people are are, are struggling to the, the con. I mean, you said the way it reads to you is he's. It just means it's over, not imminently. But I thought it was interesting that Rittenberg specifically puts in there before an open week. Like, he notes that, like, this is, if they lose to Virginia and they're going into a bye week, it's done. Which kind of leads me to believe that he's saying, like, they're going to fire midseason. What What if the scenario is that they do confront him in a crack like way and say, listen, you know, not the personal, obviously, the wording is, is, is moot, but... Long story short, at the end of the season, we're letting you go. And I assume Craig Thorpe obviously was okay finishing out the season under those circumstances. What if Sat isn't, though? What if that, I mean, could that would be, I mean, how, I don't know Satterfield enough personally. I maybe, I mean, he's teased with South Carolina. We know, we know he maybe doesn't want to be here anymore and he has to be at some points, even though he begged to keep his job here. Be, I mean, if they tell him that and, you know, Josh is like, hey, listen, you know, we're not, we want you to finish out the season. But at the end of the year, regardless, we're going to make a change. I mean, there's a possibility that we could act. I mean, maybe he has some a man of pride in some way and be like, you know what? I appreciate that, but I don't want to be where I'm not wanted, and we will step away now, or I will at least in this particular case. Yeah, I mean, that's. I don't. I don't. I don't really if, know what if, to make. If of he it. doesn't finish the season, that's the scenario I would see the only way it happening. Because I, I just don't see Louisville or Josh Hurts coming into him and saying, "Listen, I don't either." We're, we. I mean, we're going to enter. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, who's going to, I mean, I would assume, like, yeah, I would almost 100% guarantee it's Lance Taylor would be the interim coach, if not someone else. I mean, it seems most likely. Yeah, because I would think if Satterfield's gone. But we Brian all agree the most hilarious, like, scenario is Brian being, yeah. And then, like, killing it. Like, yeah. Brian Brown gets elevated and we win six straight. And then everybody's like, well, what the hell do we do now? I mean, my, I mean, my head would go just explode, like, you know. He, we just movie. needed Brian Brown working with the offense. It's all we needed this whole time. And Satterfield the defense, maybe. And Well, now Satterfield be gone. Oh, that's right. In yeah. this scenario. But we needed McGriff on the defense more. If we went 6-0 and after a 2-4 and start with Brian Brown as the head coach, we'd have to keep him. If, we, if that He'd have to be that coach. If that happens, I'm going to let Draymond Green hit me like he did Jordan Poole. Ooh, that was bad. I'm, actually, I just now saw that like right before the show started. Oh, you, haven't, you hadn't seen it yet? I mean, I heard about it, but I hadn't seen the video until just now, and that was just... It was more than I was expecting. I know, I'm not trying to go off the topic, but Draymond Green was such a punk. It was a... I was not expecting it to be nearly as... For, he just... He, he connects. Oh, he, he, he catches him flush. Like, and it's like, not a full cheap shot, but it's borderline cheap shot, right? He's not Jordan Poole's not expecting. No, no, he's not. But he does him. shove him first. He does give him a shove anybody before he the punch, but it's still it's not full like behind the back cheap shot, but it's pretty cheap. You can he almost like catches him too before he falls. You, you can tell like it looks like he from the video knocked that, him out, I think. Yeah, it looks like from the video that he kind of like he, he's, he's anticipating like hitting him more and then he realizes like he caught him square 
and I need to like ease up on this dude. But there's video of Jordan Poole like shooting at, around after practice. Like he was fine afterwards. Apparently, I'm just can you? But that's a blow because it happens in private practice despite on video. Can the NBA is that is that something the NBA should have the grounds to step in and suspend on? I don't think so. If the video never gets out, then nobody says it. But even right. the video, well, the, the the news was out before the video. Right. But I'm saying if the video hadn't gotten out, nobody would, like people are now people saying are still you got to for that, you got to spin it for that because yeah. the video is out. But yesterday, I didn't. There was no nobody saying the NBA has to step in and do something about this. It was all let's handle this in house. I mean, even with the video out there, I think I mean, it's a, if it's a if it's an in house practice, I just don't think the NBA should have grounds to, to do anything. I'm with you. The guy who I mean, the, team video. Can, the team can fold under the pressure of, of, of social media mobs and, and suspend them, but I want to know who leaked the video and I mean, how much they got paid. That's that had to have been a payday because <laughs> you know it was probably. I mean, it had been like a lower, lower level person on the, on the team, right? For sure. Yeah, making so making much less than the mascot. Back to the topic at hand. So <laughs> yeah, we've got right. that report out there from Adam Rittenberg. Eric Crawford then comes in an hour ago and tweets this. After some conversations with sources, I feel confident in saying that Scott Satterfield's future at Louisville is not contingent on the result of Saturday's game at Virginia and that the school appears to have no plans to make a move this weekend or during the off week. Now, is he saying that means that it's not contingent in terms of that, like, we even if he loses, there's no decision on whether his, his future here is decided or not? Or is he just saying it's not decided this weekend? He's like, just saying he's not getting fired regardless of what happens in the next week or two. Okay. So we could lose, and they're still not going to. Under him, he's saying they're not going to sit down and even tell. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Eric Crawford's side on this. I one. am too. I think that that's probably the more likely scenario here. Now, nothing against Adam, but a national. I'm going to take a local guy who I know does a hell of a great job on every time everything he does, opposed to the national guys. Maybe he has some good sources, but you know. Now I'm not saying that it's even. Like, I think it very likely could be a deal where let's say they go up there over there tomorrow and just get the doors blown off, like like. They don't have Malik. They don't have whoever, and they lose. They look hapless, and they get beat. They get beat like thirty-eight to three. Okay, and it's it's clear the team has kind of quit. The coaching staff doesn't seem elevated. I can see him getting fired after that. I I think it's it's that the staff is not going in to this weekend with that mindset. Like they're not going in saying good, yeah, lose, and we're going to fire him, win, and we're going to keep him. I, I don't. They don't have. They have no set plans right now. I think that's what Crawford is saying. If it does come to fruition that like you know two days from now we find out that he's been fired after they get blasted by Virginia and it looks like they just have all kind of packed it up and they're ready to call it a year I think that that would be I think that's still on the table I just don't think that they're going in with this mindset like the Rittenberg report seems to indicate of winning he sticks around losing he's gone I don't think that that's the mentality of the, the no. brass right I now. mean but you can't but it's you'd be a fool to not think that Josh hasn't thought about his options oh of course not I mean, he's, he's what ADs do I mean I would like to think he probably was thinking of it before the even season began let alone just as where we're sitting now at this point in the season yeah Since, I mean before the season began mainly because he wasn't the one that kept him though I was a little bit interested in how many Louisville fans when that report came out were like go Virginia I saw a lot of it I, I can never bring myself to that place. I mean, here's the thing: if you, if your coach is so bad that you want him gone, you don't really, you don't have to root for the other team. He's going to probably do it anyway for you. Look at 2018, Bobby. I mean, you don't really have to look at Cragthorpe. Yeah. Any of the three years he was there, I mean, you don't have to root for the other team. Trust me, it's that guy's as bad as if, if it's if it's so bad you want him out. And I get it. They're probably gonna. You probably don't need the, the other team. Doesn't need your rooting. Yeah, you can still root for your own team. It's not going to help, probably, because you're going to get blown out regardless. But at least don't look like a total tool. And the other scenario that I thought was was a little bit interesting was to all this was, if you remember, probably not. 
in January, no. it was the Virginia game where that wound up being Chris Mack's last. He has the, We have the Notre Dame game where the, the crowd kind of boos him at the end. Rick Pitino gets cheered wildly when he does the video for Russ Smith. And then two days later, we play the big Monday game against Virginia. The was team it? looks lackluster, and that winds up being Chris Mack's last game. And if Virginia, I mean, Virginia, the Widowmaker over here, like if, if they beat us. Well, and it was Pageant's last game too, wasn't it? it well, yeah. They beat us yeah, because we didn't play in the yeah, yeah. No, that we, no. we played in the ACC tournament. They beat us. Oh, be, I was thinking more. They of the, basically knocked us out of the NCAA tournament by winning that regular season game. But then we played them again the next week in the second round of the ACC. We beat Florida remember, State, yeah. and we played them in the quarters, and they beat us, and that was his last game. So yeah, he, they they would have ended the la- the coaching tenures of our last three major coaches in the two big sports. Uh, who's Pacino's last game? <laughs> Michigan. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be. <laughs> I had to think about it. Like, is this getting eerie? <laughs> but the guys at Streaking the Lawn, which is the SB Nation Virginia site, they were like, "We're sorry" or "You're welcome," depending on how you feel about this. Like, well, like, we don't know what to the say. Pageant one, I'm not happy about. Well, no, but... <laughs> they, they were just talking about this this game tomorrow. Oh, based on the report that was out there. Yeah, the pageant one. Uh, if he beats Virginia either of those times, he's not saving his job. But Louisville goes to the NCAA tournament probably. If they win that game in the ACC tournament, I think they end up going to the tournament. If they win the 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 point nine seconds game they probably go to the NCAA tournament. And bear in mind, that wound up being the Virginia team that won the whole thing. I wonder how good. I wonder if we kept, had kept pageant where we would be. Oh, no, that was, that was the Virginia team that lost to UMBC. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It was a year later. They won the whole thing. We made them cocky. We did. We, we set got, them up. We set them up. We set them up. For we, got a, we, we should get a hockey assist from UMBC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it made an already – Kind of awkward game tomorrow. I think a little bit more awkward. And I'm curious. Like, you know the players have seen this. You know they've heard this. I'm of curious course. to see how they come out and play tomorrow. Because if they do come out and they play, because you can criticize you can, you can criticize the team for a lot of things the last five games, the first five games of the season. They've always, for the most part, played hard. They haven't played well. Or smart. Or smart. But they've, but they've played. They look like they haven't looked like a team that has quit on their coaching staff that looks pissed off or anything like that. They look like they've, they've, they've played hard for the most part. Yeah. If they come out and they play that hard again tomorrow, or maybe even harder than we've seen, you're like, okay, these guys are they're playing for Scott Satterfield. They're still in. They want to save this man's job. They want to right the wrongs of not just the first five games here, but the last couple of years. If they come out and they look like zombies, they go through the motions, it's a whatever game, and they get beat, then you're like, They've quit on the staff. They've given up. They don't care that these reports are out there and that their head coach's job is is out there. I'm very curious to see how they come out tomorrow and they look. I mean, I can't imagine the players haven't already been thinking about this long before this this article even came out, right? Right, but this is I mean, this is this is different. This is somebody coming one, out there. One and thing, saying, it's one thing they kind of know what's out there, another thing they actually read it out there. And to hear somebody come out and say like, if you lose, I've heard he's going to get fired. Like that changes the dynamic, I think, of your mentality. And if they come out there tomorrow and they look like they just don't care, then I think that speaks volumes. I mean, does I mean, does winning tomorrow even change any part of the fan base anyway for Satterfield? No, no, no. no. But it, that's not that's no longer the talking point. Like, okay. I, I think the I mean, the job is no longer to be saved. It's just a matter of when when the execution happens. Well, no, it's it, he he keeps his hopes alive. If you win this game and then all of a sudden you're somehow, I mean, we're having the same conversation we've had the last five weeks. If no. you win this one, it doesn't get anybody back, but it keeps alive the chance of getting the fan base back sometime down the line, the second half of the season. If you can somehow miraculously overachieve and beat Pitt and beat Wake Forest, then people are okay. If you lose, then everybody's just still kind of out for blood. Like, nothing yeah. changes. And if you win, I think people are just still like, I- I'm not bought in. Like, and there's really no way to have a moral victory in this game because no. 
we we were you've already you already exceeded your get out of jail free card with the well we came close but fell short just at the last second. Yeah, it's just. I mean, we we've already we've seen that movie so many times. It's it's the Police Academy series. I mean, we it's done. You're on life support, but you're still not conscious. Like that's that's what it is. You're, you're just you're not pulling the plug at this point. If you win this game tomorrow, nobody is nothing's changing. You're just still staying alive and hoping that things are going to get better at some point in the future after the bye week and then against Pitt. You're you're keeping faith alive. If you lose, the plug is is gone. Like you you flatlined. It's over. There's no saving this. And I think that's that's kind of already where we are right now. So it's. I mean, do you mean pull the plug on you if that happens to you? No, never. I've told people before. You keep me charged up. I'm saying this out loud on the radio. (laughs) Take note. Friday, October seventh. 3.30 3.30 p.m. If anybody tries to say otherwise, I never want the plug pulled up. Keep me alive forever. They will make advancements in medical history. They will save me some point down the line. I don't my, care how my, much it costs my family. I don't care how much they hate me for, for doing this. I never want to die. Don't pull that plug. I mean, you don't need a fancy room. You just need an outlet and a machine, right? Just keep me alive. Just keep me alive. You can put me in a storage closet for all I care. They may not be able to wake me up five years from now, 50 years from now. Who knows? Who knows? I could be back and better than ever. But one day you're going to be ahead in a jar like in Futurama. That's what I want. Hanging out with Nixon and, and Disney. <laughs> Keep me alive. You've heard it. If Mary tries to say otherwise to the press, if this situation arises, you have the evidence to the contrary right here. 3.30. Walt Disney. 10-7. Ted Williams. Yeah. Mike Rutherford. Keep me alive. I will take a break. We'll come back. We'll get you know some- what? I've changed my mind. I wa- same goes for me too, and I want to be in the same room with Mike. Okay, we're going out. We're, gonna hang we're out. staying alive together. It's two for one deal. We're gonna be a weight on this entire community for as long as we possibly can. Then DoorDash goes bankrupt because I'm no longer ordering. It's like you wake up, you're like, it's your first words. <laughs> Dude, my first words. I mean, how hungry DoorDash. would you be? Give me a, a big Montana right now. By the way, you have Arby's in studio again. The, the vibes are gonna be good. All right. The vibes might be good. All right. I mean, I'm doing it for Toronto. Not, I'm giving up on <laughs> This is for the Blue Jays, baby. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> it's a Canadian roast beef sandwich. When we come back, we'll take some text from the Thornton Sex Line. How do you all feel about these uh, these two somewhat conflicting reports, the Rittenberg report and the Eric Crawford report? And uh, where do you stand on this? Was a part of you reading rooting for Virginia when this first came out? We'll take those thoughts after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It rolls on next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. It's gonna have to be a different man. Down may change me, but I can't twist The best songs are the ones where I look in and Trevor's just like getting it. Just like this one. Take me. It's better when you're lip syncing. You know this song? I know this song. I, I don't know why as a kid I thought it was this, this song just, I loved this song when I was younger. I can tell. You were lip syncing the hell out of it. Scorpions, baby. The song is about the, uh, we talked about the fall of the Berlin Wall. 
the, we, were, we were wondering, we mentioned briefly there during the, somehow, of course, during the football segment, we managed to get onto the topic of the Draymond Green punch in the video. It's now being, there's a report out there that says the anonymous uh, Warriors video coordinator who leaked the video was paid $2.6 million. Oh, good Lord. I feel like that's that's not right. That's got to be too There's high. no way. Yeah, that's got to be too What high. is more absurd amount of money to receive, that or any year in Jimbo Fisher's buyout over the next decade? Jimbo Fisher's buyout. I mean, they're, I, mean I, I like how you had to pause to, really, to think about it, though. I mean, $89 million. If you fired him right now, $89 million. Like, how do you... I'd like the hell out of it. I'm assuming TMZ... I don't like that. 200 grand, I would have done it. I might have done it for 200. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming TMZ is the one that bought it, right? Yes. I mean, I guess does I mean, you get that much clickbait? To, I don't buy that figure. I think that's too high. I'm not... I'm not... I think that's made up. I don't trust the source there, which has a name that I can't even say. It's just a random tweet. It's one of those like accounts, but like I can't, I can't say the name of, of the account. By the way, why is Sark trending all day today? Because when I is he when I when I clicked on it, it was people making fun of him. Like this is how Sark parks his car, like just goofy stuff. So I don't know if it like it was stemming from he actually saying something earlier today that was goofy or doing something goofy. And then people were making fun of him. Like I believe it's a different Sark. Oh, it is. Yeah, there's a. A rap personality whose name is Sark. But I thought it said it was Steve Sarkasian is whatever the I just Twitter searched Sark and it's a whole lot of stuff about this guy, Sark, who's not <laughs> not Steve Sarkeesian. Oh well that I mean, didn't really didn't think the two were different. I mean, I was like, okay, I figured he was a goofy guy too. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I was like, why are they making fun? I mean, I I get why you want to make fun of him because he's, you know This guy's name is King Sark. Who they're talking about? Was he, is he officially knighted? Uh, n- not sure the queen signed <laughs> off on that. <laughs> Doesn't appear to. Do I see people getting like bashed for doing like selfies with her at the funeral, like smiling and stuff? I didn't see that if they were. Would you? Would you do a selfie with and with smile, her casket no. and smile no. like thumbs up? <laughs> like doing your. T- <laughs> Went to one of our biggest haters' funerals. To make mean, sure she was still dead. I mean, that's just. That's, I know I can't wait because it's the queen. But I mean, there's a little bit of that's kind of morbid, right? Yeah, <laughs> just making okay. I just need to make sure sometimes. But also, it's even weirder if you take like a selfie where you're just like sad face, sad face, emo- down, down, dumb emoji. Yeah, yeah, yeah frown. <laughs> very, I'm very not happy right now. But I mean, you're, you're torn in between. <laughs> Thumbs down. Because you you if you do that, I just don't take a selfie yeah, with the cast. I mean, that's the given. That's the, that's the obvious. But it's the last time here. you're going to see the queen. That's the obvious. <laughs> don't take. Well, take a picture of the cast. You don't need to be in it. You do you even need to take a picture. I mean, you don't need to. Shouldn't there be no picture taking at funerals? Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's always pictures up. I mean, like, should you have to leave your phone at like the door, like you're going into jury duty? Like if you go into a funeral, people don't take pictures. It should be assumed <laughs> that we, we're not. You're not going to take an in forte selfie with a dead person. I don't care who the dead person is. Just <laughs> don't don't do it. Yeah, but I have to agree on that one. Stop. Just no. You're embarrassing yourself. It was one. I mean, funeral was forever too. I mean, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take some text here. As, uh, obviously, the topic of the day has been Scott Satterfield. The reports that are out there. Eric Crawford did now just now during the break released like a, a written report. He put the tweet out there that we read last segment, but he says he talked to multiple sources close to Louisville Athletics that have insisted that Satterfield's immediate future is not contingent on the result of Saturday's game. He says in the estimation of one source, quote, is, Louisville is not there yet, 
when it comes to the coach's future at the school. Uh, Satterfield's current deal, of course, runs through 2026. Um, that's the only quote that he has on, on the record here talking about this is, you know, clearly Josh Hurd's not happy with it, but he's not there yet as far as, like, being ready to pull the plug on Satterfield mid I'm okay with that. I am too. I, it, I, and honestly, I think it's probably the right decision for Josh Hurd not to be heavy. just not made up just yet. What's the change? The only I mean, he hasn't had to deal with them for several years like we have, but I mean, yeah. The, the only scenario where I can see this being a thing, if you really think that like this is going to just get worse, is if you believe that there's a coach on staff that can keep the recruiting class together. Like the, I've heard the hypothetical thrown out there, the scenario thrown out there by people who are close to U Athletics who have said Lance Taylor gets promoted to head coach, Brian Brown and Satterfield go out together, Taylor keeps the class together, does enough in the second half of the season to get elevated to full-time head coach. Like They're like, that would be an ideal scenario for UofL. And if he doesn't, then you go and hire somebody else and hope he can keep the class together. I can see that being a scenario. I still don't think it's as likely as just keeping Satterfield until this is you reach the point of absolutely no return, like you did with Petrino in 2018. Like, I, mean, I mean, it's automatically Taylor who will get promoted, right? I mean, there's nobody yeah, else. I mean, it, that's uh, my, I think. That, maybe, would McGriff have an option in it? I mean. I think it'd be Lance Taylor. I, that's what I'm thinking too. I mean, I, I mean, it almost seems obvious. I mean, then again, I mean, I don't know who else is, could name off the staff lower positions, but I mean, I can't. Can name. you name another coach? I, I, know, I know Fred McGriff. I know Lance Taylor. And I know. I'm just proud you get like you got Lance Taylor. I, th- I thought you would have gone with like Lance Thomas or like <laughs> somehow would have messed the name up somewhere. Well, thankfully he has a pretty pretty common uh, pre and surname. James so. Taylor. I don't know. James Taylor. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Texas says I'm listening to yesterday's show and in TK's defense, I also wondered if they put weights in the fish and then threw them out to be Thank caught. Thank you, Texter. I couldn't imagine how they do it without being caught. Thank you. I'm not the only one that thought that. That's bad. That's the thing about our education. Both of you are bad. <laughs> Another Wagner alum right there, baby. <laughs> Texas, go Mariners. Texas, you're banned. You're not, yeah, you're not getting Texas a day. That's for damn sure. Texas, Mike, I want you to know that I randomly vote for a game on the poll every single week because I went to high school in Indiana. <laughs> I appreciate you voting. Your vote is, uh, you vote. by the way, the, that poll is still open. I didn't vote. Kentucky High School Game of the Week. Rutherford Show, Rutherford Show High School Game of the Week. We've got Manuel Sanex out in front, uh, fairly sizable lead, 55.6% of the vote. Ballard Trinity, 25% of the vote. Cal DeSales, which has been a good rivalry in recent years, 11.1%. No and then Fairdell Dawes, 8.3%. No Wagner Central did not make the ballot. No, nope, nope, I'm boycotting. Trevor's not, Trevor did I'm, not vote. I'm boycotting the, the vote of the, the, of, of the game of the week. Okay. I'm done. I'm wiping my hands. I, I, I'm, I'm protesting. You never vote anyway. Inform- I used to vote. I would vote. <laughs> But now I'm I'm filing a pro- I want to file informal protest. Can I file an informal protest? Yes. Where's HR at? Right here. You're, you're looking at him. <laughs> protest denied. I walk up in HR. I had a complaint. Not seriously, Trevor. This is like when <laughs> it's like when Dwight tries to form the committee to judge committees on party planning committees. <laughs> Jim's like Jim's like motion denied. Uh, uh, I mean, how did you? Can you? You really had to put Dawson Fair down there. You couldn't have put us on there. Fairdale Dawson's a nice South End rivalry. Who cares? Who cares about Wagner Central besides you? Nobody. Here's the point. Neither were going to come close to winning because of Manuel St. X. You could have at least thrown us a bone. Every time I do, you I, come in a distant last. So, okay, so if Fairdale comes in last, do they get bumped off the, the voting options for the rest of the year? Prop, I mean, no, because Fairdale's good. Your opinion. They're 5-1. and one. Wagner scored six points in his last four games. We're trying. <laughs> we're making efforts. We're making strides. 
almost called you TJ. Uh, <laughs> Mike, wait, I mean, just three weeks ago, we got shut out, you know. Yeah, and two weeks ago, too. I know, and now we're scoring points. Six. In a, what, 44-6 to six loss? I mean, crawl before you walk, my man. They have won, they've won one game. They have won a game. Why do you put me in a position where I've got to bash Wagner? I'm just I'm trying to justify why Wagner's not on the list. I didn't put you in a position. You put yourself in that position by not putting us because in Because there are better games. Can't you even throw us on? I mean, is there a limit? i got to be fair to the kids. How many, is there a limit to how many games you can put in the poll? Yes, four. You can't put Twitter more Twitter will, If I could do more, I would. Twitter okay, will yeah, first of all, you're not passing the buck on Twitter on this one, okay? Well, that's exactly that's no, how, that's no. how the tweets work. Uh, you would have been the fifth game, but, uh, you know. Or... No, they wouldn't have been the fifth <laughs> game. They still would have been like the ninth game. So You could have at least lied to me, dude. No. They're not going to be. I'm sorry. It was not a good game. I don't know who they play next week. They're probably not going to be on again. We try, I threw you a bone twice. They came in last on a week where there were no good games. That was so, it. so just because they don't, I mean, the Wagner faithful did not did not answer your call. They didn't step up. The Wild, the, Wildcat Nation. Did this not is the step kind up. of mindset that, that if Josh had Satterfield wouldn't make it to Monday. Like, yeah. oh, you came, you, you lost three games, you lost three votes, you're done. I mean, come on, man. Wagner, play. come on, man. First of all, Wagner's gonna, they're going to get stomped tonight. Oh, Cort- probably. Cortez Stone's going to rush for a million yards. I mean, there's the odds, the odds of them winning tonight are. are Somewhere below none. They play in the last October twenty eighth that weekend. They play Fairdale. That game, I'll put, I'll put it on the poll. Because of, what is your fetish with Fairdale, well, man? They don't play any. I, I always try to get Louisville versus Louisville games, or like, or like Oldham County. Did you like know Wagner games. and Central are both in the city? Did you, every other team on this schedule is too. The next two weeks they play Franklin County and Shelby County. I'm not putting those on there. So Fairdale the last week, I'll put it on there. No, They'll come in last, and nobody will even know what we're doing, and. You'll be. This is how mad you made me. I want to hear Patrick instead. What Patrick? Turn Patrick's mic on. Uh, Mail manuals the same night as Wagner Fairdale. So Wagner Fairdale wouldn't beat out any game. I don't. Here's the thing, Patrick. I don't know. I don't expect it to win. I'm. I'm not. I'm listen. I'm not that delusional. But I at least. I just want to be. I just want to be able to be in the fight. You've been in the fight, and they've come in last twice, both times. No, I think you only did us once. No, I did it twice. And the one week I thought they might win because I thought people would be hip to your cause because there was no good games that week, and they still came in last. People are actively voting against your school. I'm going to start telling people I went to, like, somewhere else. I went to Fairdale. Well, they're in last right now in this week. <laughs> I went to Fairdale. Maybe that'll get them off the polls. Texas, I just finished the latest CC podcast. Uh, we need Dan to, to wear a wire to this poker game. The wire, the, the, the poker talk was the highlight of the episode. Are your friends in that group that do like the poker game night? We did back in the day, like when it was like popular, when it would be like a the thing. The Texas Hold'em was like the, the yeah. rave of all the nations. Yeah. We did. It was it was fun. But like, so now his whole thing, he has, we have a segment at the end of the podcast where he tells that Dan the dump story, like something bad that's happened in his life recently because Danny always finds himself in weird Stupid situations because he's a yeah, weird and stupid, which is great. And um, why he's the podcast Trevor? His this time was he's getting pressured by his wife to start hanging out with their kids, friends, parents more. Oh God! Yeah, and this one guy. Come on, he likes baseball. Honey. I can give you like fi- baseball. He didn't want to give the fine details because he's afraid that somebody's gonna, like discover that he's on this podcast and is going to listen. Like one guy <laughs> at his work was like, "So you do a podcast with Mike Rutherford?" And he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "How do you know that?" He's like, "I'm originally from Louisville. I'm a fan." Uh, but so he's like terrified now that other people from Columbus are going to figure out that he's on this thing. Like he's talking s- about. This. I like how you slipped in that you're like popular in Ohio. Like people know you. Well, no, he's the, he's a he's a Louisville name. <laughs> like I like he slipped that in. Like I'm known in Columbus. Well, they're not searching for like Danny Sennard podcast up there. <laughs> He, he sells pipe. He doesn't cover U of L athletics. <laughs> but so, like, like, so he has this 
there's this guy, his name is Toby, and he's asked Danny to play in this poker game. He's like, Danny goes, Danny goes, I kid you not, at least five times. And every time I've had an excuse, I've got no excuse this time. He sends us the screenshots of, first of all, his the wives are setting this up. Oh, good lord. The wife is texting Danny's wife, and she's like, oh, no. Is Danny available for the poker game this weekend and all this stuff? <laughs> Wasn't this a plot line in I Love You, Man? That's what he says on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. He brings I'm up the saying. exact scenario. She's like, you got to get out there. Make some, and like Danny, so Danny's like, <laughs> Um, he's like all these other guys, like they they share their power tools. It's all they talk about in this text group. He's like, I have nothing in common with any of these people. I don't want to go. <laughs> Does he have a power tool? No, Danny's never touched a tool in his life. Said that, that, I can relate. And so he's like, <laughs> so his whole thing on the podcast was like, what if I went over there and like I'm cutting up with them? I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, our kids. Blah, blah. He's like, we sit down to play poker, and like I put on like one of those crazy pair of glasses that I so people can't like see your tails, and I just like stare the entire time, like just don't talk. I'm like. Check. <laughs> Raise. Just get to get just like just act like I'm the most serious poker player in the world. It'd be better if the sunglasses he wore were the ones that had like the Im- mirror imaged on the outside. That's so what that, he's saying. Yeah. Oh, so, like, no, so when when he holds up his cards, everyone can see his cards. <laughs> the, the actual his glasses. Cards. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like I got something good. Just like overzealously like, bluff when you're holding them up and you might see you have nothing. Texas, says, I, I've heard you mention a couple of times about the Louisville Live setup and read this previously, so I dug it up for you to share. Oh, nice. Um, apparently, there will be a court placed over home plate where all the activities will take place. So they're selling tickets in the stands, like in the areas behind home plate and down the the, fir- the third and first. I mean, we kind of figured center field home plate area, right? I, those, the, those were the two options. The two, I mean, you, you want to be around the seated the seated yeah. areas where people could see. But I see. I forget how they they have, sense. They, but they they took seats out of the outfield, so I guess home plate probably makes more sense. It then. does. I was thinking maybe they would use the standing area, like the whatever the the patio paddock. I mean, you still can. I mean, but this makes more sense. Yeah. I, I'm sure they'll have areas for people to go down there on the field by the court. Mm, yeah, and then it looks like they're selling tickets down the third baseline. Up until like the you get to like the around the wall. I'm looking at the tickets. Uh, okay, that makes sense. I'm, I'm good with that. That'll look cool. Texas, says, if we go to nuclear war, can we not have Brian Brown be the Secretary of Defense? <laughs> he plays reserved and gives up the big ones. It's good text. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we need somebody who's more reserved. Uh, who knows. <laughs> Texas says, Josh Hurd consulted Tom recently. Whatever happens, it is directly under the wisdom slash advice of Jurich, or so John Ramsey told me today at Lunch Spot we frequent downtown. We'll <laughs> I was going to say, I was, like, I, was, yeah. I was about to shoot that down, then I'm like, oh, it's a joke. Yeah. Texas, I don't know, would you, I mean, I could see him asking Tom for advice and stuff. I can't. You don't think so? No. They're not still, they're not buddy buddies anymore? They're not like at odds. But they weren't like keep in touch type guys. I can't see Josh reaching out to Tom. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll leave it at that. No, I, I can believe you. I just I, mean, I knew he trained under him, so I didn't know if maybe there was he did there was still a, still a residue of relationship. You know, like I'm gonna you know ask maybe advice here and there or something maybe. No, he he left for vanilla for vanilla Van- for Villanova <laughs> either one because there was a difference of opinion. I'm, ah, okay. and I'm told it wasn't like they like they were like fighting and hate each other. It was just like Josh had some different ideas. Tom didn't agree and, and Josh kind of wanted to get on his own and do some stuff. So happens. I, I don't think that they kept in great contact. I, I know they were very close for a, a time period, but I think now it's, it's more of a respect. Like Josh is never going to slam Tom. I think he's only, only going to speak glowingly of Tom, but he's also not going to just like text him and be like, Hey man, what would you do in this situation? Yeah. I don't think it's that type of relationship. Texas, they, uh, that punch was definitely a Yancey Gates type punch. Oh yeah. It connected. It oh, caught, yeah, it he was, nailed. caught him flush. 
Texas, who's a coach that you would least want to come here? In football? Probably Steve Cranthorpe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Greg Thorpe's coached since the, the the week he spent at LSU before he had the, the health issues. He is. He stayed at LSU for a long time. He's, he's even though he had the health issues. He was still I thought there. he was just was he when he but, but after the health issues when he because he, he was OC but then he just became then he he was on staff but he was in a, in a limited role. Yeah, but I he stayed he, on staff. It was more of being yeah more of a title kind of being there. But I think he because he's not coaching now. I don't. His think. son still coaches though, doesn't he? I didn't know his son ever coached. I thought his son did coach. I know he's a walk on at LSU when he was there. Oh, okay. He played quarterback at Trinity. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Uh, Craig Thorpe is has not coached at LSU since yeah, like dark. that run, like ten years. Yeah, it's been a long a, time. Well, that makes me mean it's okay. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I do too. I don't want him coming back, but I do feel bad for him. Who's a coach that I would least want to come here? That's realistic. I mean, realistic. I, you know what? It's realistic, and it, it would probably get some people excited. But I don't know how I feel about it. And that's we talked about him last week, and it's Matt Rule. I don't know how. I mean, I would get a little. I'd try to get excited about it, but I just don't think that would work. I would be. I'm not that. I'm not totally opposed to Matt Rule. I, I would try to get myself excited and try to be optimistic about it, but part of me feels like it would be a failure. I would not want. I mean, I'll say it. I would not want Urban Meyer. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, no, I definitely wouldn't want. It. I don't think Urban Meyer's coming here anyway. I don't. I don't either. But I'm saying, like, if yeah. he came here, I know. Like, I don't want celebrated. Jimbo Fisher, but I know that's not going to happen either. I well, mean, but at least Meyer. I mean, Meyer's more realistic than Jimbo. Yeah. Even though it's, I think it's not realistic at all. But I would not, because fans have already debated this. Like, would you sell your soul for Urban Meyer? I'm like, no. I'm, I'm not hating anybody who would. I just, I couldn't personally. Urban Meyer or Art Bryles. Oh my God! <laughs> Probably Urban Meyer. Really? I take Urban Meyer over Art Bros. Yeah, Art Bros is the worst. I mean, I feel Bros might be more successful though. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, would you take Art Ar- Bros' son, who's an OC, a, 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 a popular OC? I don't want any Bros. No Bros. Get the Bros out of here. <laughs> no Bros, my face. Texas Mike. Typical podcast listener chiming in to get your take on a hypothesis of mine. Ooh, I like it. While I have not done any research, you've come to the right place. That's perfect. Louisville's athletic program's recent decline seems to align with the changing of the on-field Cardinal Birds mascot look. I like that. Louis used to look buff and mean. Now he looks lanky and weak. The old mascot with no clothes looked much better than this new jersey-wearing iteration. This is all to say that uh, bring... Bringing back the old Cardinal Bird and getting rid of the chicken leg version, we could get back to winning programs. I look forward to listening to your take at 1.5 speed tonight on the podcast. Nah. I, I mean, he's not the first person to make this point. Ever since they got rid of the – and by the way, to fit that the new Cardinal Bird uh, mascot costume, you've got to be like 6'4". Like the dude who doesn't – Really? He can dunk. They, they, they've seen him. You've got to be really tall. Like you've got to be legitimately tall to fill, fill that thing out. Which I mean, I feel like is a little bit of you know, it's 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 height bias, height bias against people who are like I could, I could never be the Louis mascot now if I wanted to. I mean, that's that's kind of a that's to be. I mean, I, I don't know how long I don't think covered that in your law class, but that that's discrimination, isn't it? Because there used to be female Louis Bird mascots. I know, I know personally know somebody who was a was the mascot really? in college who was a female, nice. and now I mean, you know, six foot four, the vast majority of those people who fit that category are going to be males. If she's 6'4", she better be playing in the game. Not Get her on the... Yeah, I'm giving her a spot on the roster. Look, I don't care. But I do miss the old Louis. I think the new Louis sucks. I'll, I'll say it. Uh, yeah, I know, yeah. I'm, bring I'm back naked Louis. What's wrong with naked Louis? No, I bring him back. That's what okay. I'm saying. Oh, yeah. We have the clothes Louis. Clothes Louis sucks. Why does Louis need No one likes clothes. Being naked is better anyway. Why yeah. Does he need a jersey? Louis doesn't need a jersey. 
just turn Patrick's mic on so I, so we can actually hear him. Well, because I don't want to like. He's gonna talk anyway, so just just, I know. just leave his mic on. He's good, but he agrees. Well, it's because that's why you want him on because he agrees with you. No, I just we have been like I think I think it should be you'd be like. Why is he in here? No, I don't really care that much about Patrick's approval of my, of my clothes. You disagree with everything anyway. I'm going to kick you off. I just don't want Patrick talking when I when you can hear him muffled on the mic. Oh, you wish you could turn me off. I do. Sometimes, yeah. It'd be great. I'll turn you off and then turn you back on. Texture says Virginia game won't even matter in the grand scheme of things. There's a good chance this could be our last win of the season. Win or lose, sad stays are limited. Yeah, probably. Yeah, pretty basic. I, I, think, I mean, yeah, I, I think... It at least keeps the hope alive if you win. If you lose, then you're staring down probably like 3, 9, 4, and 8 at best and potentially 2 and 10. If you lose this one, there's no hope of I think even getting to 5 wins. And then you're done. I mean, Pittsburgh's still a possibility. James Madison's still a possibility. And then you've got four top four. 15 teams. Yeah. The other four are all ranked in the top 15. It's top crazy how Pitt went from like before the season that one of those three games in my mind that was – Wow, but there's no chance of us winning it anyway. Till now, it's like one of our last chances of maybe getting a win. And even now, I'm like, I still don't feel confident about it. And I, and I, I trust more in beating Pitts than I do beating Virginia. A, I think Brandon Armstrong's still a better quarterback than Slovis I've seen this year. And B, it's at home opposed on the road. Texas says, uh, just let him play out the season. We really can't go through the Jeff Brom talk for two more months before the season is over. And it's more out of respect for Brom, more so than Louisville football. We'll have that chatter regardless. Would just like it not to be on steroids while still in season. I mean, it's going to be happening regardless. Text right to tell you that it's been going it, on. It since, is, yeah. But I think it's bring at, Brom home. It's at least slightly tempered when you do have the guy still coaching. Like, I mean, for no. instance, the. I mean, we were talking about candidates for the basketball coaching job before Chris Mack walked away. But when he officially walked away, that's when. I mean, it was just. What's the point of talking about the season? We're gonna talk about the games, but oh, it's, yeah, the it's more games about open, the yeah. yeah, it's more about the coaching surge, which is exactly what would happen if you fired Scott Satterfield on Sunday. I mean, I barely remember breaking down any of the games after Mac walked away. We talked so much more about coaching searches instead. We were focusing on the other. I remember teams. the North Carolina game. I mean, we were well, yeah, but <laughs> still better. I'm still mad. Um, uh, I tell you what, let's take a break. It's top of the hour. We'll come back. We'll take some more text. We'll get into the, the actual X's and O's discussion for tomorrow's game. What happens if Malik Cunningham is not a go tomorrow? How much faith does the staff have in Brock Doman? Also, who the hell is going to play running back? We, don't, we still don't know who's healthy there. We'll get into how All much. All right, I'll do it. Trevor's not going to play running back. We'll get, we'll get into how much that affects the game. Before we do any of that, letting you know about our friends over at AirServe. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe is always going to make sure that you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air when you're in your home or your place of business. They make it happen by uh, having technicians available 24-7. There's no problem they can't fix, and there's no time when they won't fix it. Call them at 502-264-9662, 502-264-9662, or visit their website, airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. Suit up with the home team. It's AirServe. We'll take a break. Hour number two is on the way next. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. 
I'm noticing the theme. It's well done. You like it? Yeah. For the record, I came up with this last night before all the articles. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, was, I was assuming this was a reactionary no, this thing. Because I, I told you, like, every, I, I've been trying to, like, have, like, cool themes for, like, Fridays and Mondays for my emotions. Uh-huh. And last night, I was like, okay, I didn't believe last week. That didn't work. <laughs> I was like, what? I, and I was like, change. And I did it mainly because of the, him going over to the defense and leaving, you know. Oh. But, but I mean, it worked out even better. Change yeah. gone come. Sam, I, I knew that's Sam. not that one. I that was for you. I appreciate that. I got the scorpions, and you got Sam Cook. That's hey, that's a lot about both of us. Best of both worlds. <laughs> like, yeah. Out number two here uh, on the Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X. Hopefully, your weekend is off and running. You're not stuck at work listening to us. But if you are, thanks for spending some time with us. We appreciate <laughs> We're it. We're stuck at work. We are uh, getting ready for a big weekend. Uh, around these parts again, cards taken on UVA tomorrow at noon. ACC Network once again. We have the same broadcast team as last week. Trevor, if um, who was the team last week? I don't even remember. You? Yeah, okay. Like as long as it's not Andre Ware, I'm happy. I've written it. <laughs> I've forgotten it already. <laughs> I don't even remember. I listened to it last week. I don't uh, remember. Chris Cotter, Mark uh, Herzich, and Larissa Harris on, on the sideline. Okay, it's it's the same. I mean, I was. Not a former player that I, I was not in. focused on the announcing last week as Boston College came back and ripped my hopes and dreams out. In front well, you know I don't pay much attention to the announcers anyway, really. Yeah, I, I usually only do when they are terrible. And these people, I guess, credit to them, were not so bad that I didn't notice them. <laughs> I did now. I did last night during that Broncos game because Herb Street and Michaels were more entertaining than the game. I didn't. Yeah, I watched none of the game, but I can believe it. Herb Street laughing. I mean, Denver fans leaving. Game's going to overtime the time tied. Denver, I saw that video. Denver fans are flooding, and that's it's hilarious. Denver fans, Denver's got a good fan base when it comes to the NFL. They do. Like, I mean, I, I had a buddy that lived out there, and you know, I, I would he was out there for about two years or so, and I was like, you know, did you get to go to any Broncos games? He's like, it's hard, it's hard as hell to get tickets. He's like, Nuggets games, not not a problem. Right. Rockies walk right in, but he's like, Nuggets games are. I mean, uh, Broncos games are tough to get, and to see people just walking out like that, it's like, man, that's that that says more than booing during the game to me. Now, tomorrow's game, I think a lot hinges on, obviously, the availability of Malik Cunningham, who is, according to Scott Satterfield on Tuesday, day-to-day because of concussion-like symptoms they suffered last weekend against Boston College. Do you expect him to play? I do not. I don't either. I am, I am of the belief, this is not like inside info. Not great. I haven't heard anything that's somewhat like, scooped since Monday. And on Monday, even back then, it was like, he's probably not going to play this weekend. Yeah. Um, but I have not heard like definitively, hey, just letting you know. Don't tell people, but Malik's out. Have not heard anything like that. I'm assuming, based on the scuttle from Monday and the fact that, you know, he clearly looked to be a little bit woozy, and you've got this is a national storyline now on the heels of the Tua stuff. Mm. Uh, his parents. In fact, he'd come back in. He came yeah. back in. Apparently, his parents were not happy that he was back in the game last week. My boy, Alex Manoa. I would expect him not to play tomorrow. Not Again, if, if he does. I'll be surprised. I won't be shocked because I, I, I have no inside info there. Yeah, I agree. But I'm assuming that we're going to get Brock Doman at quarterback right. tomorrow. And right. if we do, we'll have a quarterback. Lance Taylor spoke highly of him this week when he was asked about him. He said he, he's been impressed by the way he's played the last two weeks. He said, quote, part of the reason that he won the backup quarterback competition was by the way that he played. He controlled the offense, but also he's a good runner as well in his own right. He's not Malik in the run game, but he is good in the run game and the pass game. He can control our offense. He knows where to go with the football. 
all of those things give uh, us confidence, not only in him, but the other players around him. So let me get to start. I want to go back to this. Something really caught my ear there was, I think I think a lot of us were on the impression he didn't actually win the backup. He got it because of Conley's injury, right? I think that that's probably safe. But, I mean, he still had to I beat mean, out. I, I know that's a coaching speak, but, I mean, it's just that's. He still had to beat out Nathan uh, McElroy from Trinity, the walk-on, <laughs> okay. and Caleb Johnson, the true who, yeah, who, who, We mean, still don't really know yeah, what's going I mean, on there. Are we sure he's even on the campus anymore? I, so, I've been told, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't, Conley's not available, I think, this weekend. I don't yeah. I, I don't think Conley's going to be available this season, from, that, this from what I've heard. seems that way, yeah. And I don't know what's going on. We can talk about. I, I I don't know what's going on with Caleb Johnson, but what I've been told is that if if something happens to Brock Doman on Saturday, McElroy's the guy. Like like he's going to be the backup. The, the walk on fraternity is the sophomore. So His Kurt Warner's story starts this weekend. I all for it. Well, he comes in and just throws for like four touchdowns. The man who saved Scott Satterfield. I, what, what, I mean, took, the Shamrock who saved. I don't Scott. know why I'm picturing him as like you know five foot ten. Maybe 180 pounds. He's good at Trinity. That's all. I mean, he's, I mean, I he's, guess. he's a good player. The Rock who saved Scott. I mean, could could he be our Desmond Ritter? Well, no. I mean, Desmond Ritter was, was on scholarship. but Barely. He was a two-star kid. I mean, who only got one scholarship offer. Do you know who, by the way, offered him that scholarship while at Cincinnati? What do you mean, while at Cincinnati? While at Cincinnati. Because yeah, cause Ritter did, wasn't recruited by Fickle and company. Okay. He's the, the 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 regime before him is actually right. Are you him. saying that somebody like wanted him to transfer and offered him a scholarship? No, no, he was actually recruited and offered. The only, the only reason he was offered a scholarship was because the QB coach in Cincinnati fell in love with him and convinced him to offer him a scholarship. I read the story. I remember the QB coach was Zach Taylor. Oh, nice. I, I remember he got the offer while he was at Oaks. I remember reading the story. Yeah, and it was but it was Zach Taylor that offered it to him. He saw him doing like the seven on seven drills, and then that that regime left. And the Fickle regime kept their word to keep him. Right, gotcha. So yeah, they didn't actually recruit him. But the fact that the quarter, the head coach of the Bengals who discovered him was always thought was kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. Worked out well. Almost as cool as Alex Manoa. Yeah, and now Nathan McElroy. Um, <laughs> Nathan McElroy. Can we call him Tin Cup. Sure. Okay. Taylor also went on to say that's McAvoy. <laughs> Close enough though. <laughs> Close enough. Is actually pronounced McElroy. Yeah, you said you said that, yes. that I'm pronouncing it wrong. Is it's McElroy? I believe so. I tell you what, if he gets in the lights it up, I'll start calling him McElroy. He's really taking Until that. Then, he's taking that Shamrock thing hard, isn't he? Until then, I'm calling him McElroy. <laughs> uh, Taylor went on to say about Brock Doman, he was actually impressed with the way that he played last week. The numbers weren't great, but he was very poised and calm once he went in there. I thought he played well. I know the stats don't look good, but you go back and watch the film. He did what he needed to do from his position. We had to get guys open, and they were tight. They were man to man. They were all over our guys. We did not get free, which I kind of agree with. Like, I, I do agree with that one hundred percent. All all the throws he made on those last uh, couple of drives, our receivers aren't getting any space. He's putting the ball in a position where at least only they could get it. Only they could get it, and uh, yes. you had a couple of, of times where which is a big difference. You could have gotten a pass interference call. Like he threw. He put the ball in the right place. He, he found the man coverage. He found where he couldn't throw a pick. And like, like, well, except for the one where he threw it right to a guy and he dropped it. But besides, <laughs> besides that one, he put the ball in the he right place. He knew that guy's hands were, were crap, though. Exactly. He's, That's why he didn't Brock's know. playing a next level he, game. He knows things, yeah. Uh, Taylor also saying, adjusting the game plan if Malik's not able to play. So we would have to do things that would make it easier on him to find ways to get easy throws, easy completions, and to get him comfortable in a running game. It helps if we can get these backs rolling and get the running game going. That'll help him as well. He's got confidence, and we have confidence in him to make the throw. I mean, that sounds just like our offense every week, no matter who the starter is. Except you don't have I mean, that's design the, runs for the quarterback. Which you might like, I mean, Brock moves well enough. He's he's not Malik, but he, he moves about as well as like Evan Conley, who we had design runs for back in the day. 
Yeah. Point nineteen. I mean, we could. I mean, sometimes we have quarterback runs that aren't even designed for him, and he runs it anyway. And sometimes that's our best offense. Sometimes it's our best offense. So, the the other thing that we have to talk about because everybody's focused on Malik and Brock and Malik and Brock, the running back position is insanely dinged up as well. You've got Ty and Evans who got hurt last week. We don't know his status. Travion Cooley who got hurt last week. We don't know his status. Jalen uh, Mitchell is still coming back. He's been out the last couple of weeks. We don't know his status. The only two scholarship running backs that we know for certain or at least we should know for certain, are going to be available are Jawar Jordan and Maurice Turner. The freshman who's been getting a little bit more run in recent weeks. So we've got, I mean, you know, you want the running game to make things easier on Brock. we got no idea who's going to be back out there helping him in the backfield. I mean, this could be our Steve Slayton and uh, uh, look Pat at Gino. White. Gino Suarez driving in the first run of the game to put the Jays down by one in the first. That, uh, so as I was saying, you completely made me distracted. I turned your mic up. Hey, Patrick, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> on, turn my mic back on. Gino. I hate this setup because the screen, like my computer screen is blocking my TV. So I got to like, I got to like, you know, slide to the left just to get to see what's going on. You know how I knew the, the Jays were going to lose the series before it even started? Because God hates me? Because former Reds, when they go to other teams and get in the playoffs, just light it up. There's a 1,000% hit ratio. Like guys who sucked out loud for the Reds will go to a different team. They'll yeah, but get your in the guys playoffs. These guys didn't suck out loud for the Reds. They were they good did with it, the Reds. but they never got to. They didn't do anything in the playoffs. They did, Suarez was terrible in big games for the Reds. He was awful last year for the Reds. He hit like one seventy nine for the Reds last he year. Play, big, he never played in a playoff game, did he? But well, a couple years ago, yeah, he did. We played with the Braves two years ago in the COVID year. We had no runs in two games. I forgot you made that playoff run. <laughs> Easy to forget. <laughs> We set the record for longest consecutive innings in playoffs without scoring a run. Yeah, if it makes you feel better, we made the playoffs in that COVID that COVID playoff year, and I, it's forgettable for me. Too. I'm just telling you, this game's over because we have Castillo, a former Red, on the hill. He's gonna he'll probably throw a complete game shutout. Winker's gonna light it up whenever he gets up. Suarez I mean, is gonna tear you up all week. I, I, Alec, I, I know it's one run. It's all good. It's, it's over. This, this is his first playoff start because he was a rookie last year, and this, so this is play, first playoff start. But we've got we've got the offense. We can make up for this one run. Well, you're not going to because Luis Castillo is going to be lights out. Because this is what you know, Johnny Cueto, Edinson Volquez, they go to the Royals. All of a sudden, they're winning World Series in the playoffs. Johnny Cueto, Johnny Cueto, Johnny Cueto, Johnny I'm telling Cueto, you, Johnny you're done. Anyways. Hey, hey, Johnny Cueto. Back to the running back thing. I don't even know what oh, you're That's doing. what we were talking yeah, about. Running backs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot what I was going to mention. Oh, yeah, this is going to be our Pat White and Steve Slayton game. Where our backups come in and and, and 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 we find out that our best has been on the bench the entire time. Well, you would have hoped that that would have been the Boston College game because we that would have been the Pat White Steve Slayton game. Well, he didn't get enough time to be Pat White. Okay, he only got nine. Remember, because Pat White came in like early, like in the first half. It was the first half. Yeah, I mean, it might have been first quarter for all I remember, but uh, but it was early. I know in the game, so he just didn't get enough time to warm up like he did, like Pat White did. Okay. So it's, it's going to happen. This is going to be it. And by the way, we're also going to come back and win this game three to two. You're not. It's going to happen. I'm letting you right now. That's going to be it. It's not a prediction. It's what it's going to be. <laughs> That's the sheets over there. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texas says, um, Mike, there's no way he's getting fired. I heard he's building a house out here. <laughs> is that house ready yet? There's absolutely no way he's getting fired. I heard he caddied for his stepson. Or his father-in-law. Daughter. Daughter-in-law. Whatever. Did, did he build the house or was it just a rumor? He's been building that damn house for two years now, apparently. Right. <laughs> All I can think of is Unforgiven at the end where he's like, I wasn't supposed to die like this. Like this. I was building a house. That's going to be Satterfield if he gets fired. I was building a house. 
same text says, oh, and if we get Deion Sanders, do we keep our recruiting class intact? I would assume Dion would have good pull with the kids. I'd assume he would be. I mean, if we don't keep the ones he'd want, he doesn't keep, I would assume he would get better ones to replace them. The thing that would be interesting would be what he would do at quarterback. You assume if Deion Sanders is going to leave Jackson State, he's probably bringing his kid who's the quarterback at Jackson State with him. I mean, we, would that affect Pierce Clarkson? Yeah. I would, You'd assume so. His kid's a freshman, isn't he? Yes. And then if Pierce yeah. is, because again, Pierce is kind of a, he, he's the guy who got this whole thing started. If you lose Pierce, do you start losing all the Bosco kids? Do you lose all the guys that he brought into the fold? That means he brings Travis Hunter with him too, maybe though, right? Who? The cornerback. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the guy that they got. From, yeah, he's the, committed right now. Yeah, yeah. The, the the number one, like the number one or two player in the country. I'm not selling the whole recruiting class. I'm not trading the whole class for one guy though. I'm just saying he would come along with him. That's the yeah the guy he flipped over off of Alabama or whatever. Florida State. Florida State. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. I don't. That's why he's the best in business for nothing? That's why we have him. Here. If he's our statistician. Texas, I think UVA will win tomorrow, and I guarantee when the game is over, Lachlan McLean will have that creepy smile on his face, just like that smile movie. <laughs> I love Lock. We're gonna win. I know some people hate Lock. I love Lock. Why, why would you hate Lock? Lock is in real life. Lock is awesome. I like Lock. Yeah, I mean, I've, 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 whether I'm listening to his show or watching on TV or knowing him off, you know, outside the business, he's a good guy. It's important to remember. Very entertaining. I, I know it does kind of annoy me when people that I know are. Like I like them off air. Like when I listen to them on air, sometimes they're like, they're basically playing a character. I'm like, that's eh, kind of annoying. By the way, two run home run for the Mariners right there. Um, <laughs> he just muted himself to cuss off. Air. Was that Winker? That was Cal Raleigh. Oh, I wanted to be Winker so bad. Uh, the <laughs> turn the damn game off. Your prediction from five seconds ago of the Jays winning three. I say four to three, didn't I? Said three two. I meant to say four to three. It's now impossible. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe we lose three to two. But anyways, like, a lot of the guys who like you know they're they're sort of on air personas will kind of annoy me. Like I would I hate the guy if I didn't know him. Kids over here too. I think it's yelling. That's okay. okay. They, they should expect the it. dogs are barking next door now. They heard me yelling. The series is over. It's done. The <laughs> show might be over. <laughs> Where were we again? Uh, you, you know, five times now. I was just trying to talk about how you know, guys that seem bad that in real life they're good people. Anyway, lock rules. That's, 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 <laughs> the, the bottom that's the line, point. lock rules. There yeah. you go. So I like lock. Yeah. Trying to get there. I like him a lot better than I do Alex Manoa right now. Texas, I think the only way that Sack gets in uh, breathing room is if they blow UVA out and win on all three phases of the game. I don't, they can win by 40 tomorrow. They, they can have a USF-type game, I know. and I don't think it changes things unless right. you start stringing some wins together. Agreed. Texas says, Mike's end-of-life survival, all-cost medical directive is directly contrary to legendary recurring tweet, whatever, I was already dead inside. <laughs> We're going to need someone who passed law class to sort this one out. That's a good call. I believe your tweet is 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 legal binding to say pull the plug. That's going to hurt me. That's going to come back and bite me. The irony of all irony. He didn't mean it. He tweeted it 7,500 times. He retweeted it on a near weekly basis at one point between 2019 and 2022. He wanted to die. It looks die. like it took some time off during the summer. but uh... My wife is like, he wanted this. Clearly. I'm just like, in a coma, like, no. I can see he's looking had a bike experience looking in the corner going, it was sarcasm, people. <laughs> Can't you get sarcasm? October 7th, 3.30. Check the timestamps. Yeah. Look, look at the ESPN scoreboard every time I tweeted that. All right. At 4.20, let me, let me officially add to that. Addendum. That tweet should not be legally binding. It was a joke. I was being sarcastic. Keep me alive at all costs. Giggity 4.20. Uh. <laughs> it's not really a giggity. <laughs> Not a giggity worthy. 
Texas says, I would never root against Louisville no matter what. What happened to the screen? I don't know. Stop talking over the time. <laughs> just, just, the game just went out. I know. Out. <laughs> you keep your, your, your Jay's thoughts. Oh, I, thought I forgot to mute Mike with my mic. I would never root. Texas says, I would never root against Louisville no matter what the circumstances are. I agree. Same. The only exception I said this earlier this week is like if they were in like the Tulane Ron Cooper last year scenario where I'm like they're not going to win they're down fifty six to three I'm like okay pile it on at that point that was the one <laughs> well, I mean that was the one time where I'm like lose by ninety maybe we'll fire him right now you're down fifty six to three I don't think you're rooting against I think it's pretty much just like pull the plug the only time I came close to that match because I I remember vividly where I was like in my mom's old Lincoln Town car driving home from like listening to the game on the radio driving home from a bat, basketball game I think and I was Saint like Matthews? what. From St. Matthews, probably could be, hmm. and I was just like, I hope we, I hope they keep scoring. Like it just sounds so sad. The only other time that I was close was Craig Thorpe's, I guess, it was second year in 08 when we got blown out by Rutgers in the finale, where it was like Mike Steele had thrown seven first They'd half touchdowns, together. and I was yeah, I was just I was like pour it on at this point, just you know, beat just Mike Steele, right? Yeah, yeah, God, I hated that guy. Texas, I'll be pulling for U of L tomorrow and in every game always. That being said. It's not going to matter. Even if they win tomorrow, it's pretty hard to imagine they'll find another three wins to make a bowl game. If Sat finishes with a losing record again, there's no way he, he they're bringing him back. That pretty much sums up my entire stance. I like, agree. I'm rooting for Louisville. I'm, I'm hoping they're going to pull it off. I'm holding out. You know, you know they, I'd love nothing more than if they went on some sort of run, some miraculous run. Having said that, I don't think that there's – we're headed to the same place. Whether it's after this game, three games from now – at the end of the year, we it seems like a foregone conclusion at this point that we're going to be Scott Satterfield will not be the team's head coach next year. I don't know how exactly it plays out. I don't know who's coming in, but it feels like this marriage has has reached a a breaking point. I concur. Texas Trevor, you know Dion Branch. Do I? Don't I? I don't know what that came from. I mean, I know of Dion Branch. I know it was bittersweet when he won the MVP of the Super Bowl against the Eagles. I mean, I may have met him. I don't remember. Texas says it reminds me of that one you guys talking about the the Queen stuff. Reminds me of one of the first viral Twitter and Instagram posts when the girl posted a Feel Good Friday selfie in front of Auschwitz. I do remember that. Auschwitz? She, yeah. Like yeah, you don't know Auschwitz? The the place in Wisconsin? No, like where the Holocaust in Germany. Oh, is that where the Holocaust? Yeah, okay, one I didn't of the know that. Okay. Camps. Um and I know what those are. I'm not like I, I do know they were real, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I just I didn't know I didn't know it was in Auschwitz. I didn't I'm know. Always holding my breath. Always, <laughs> I'm always a little bit worried. That's dumb as Ann Coulter or anything. But I mean, there, not, I mean, there was a. I think that was one of those like influencers where you know they, they're they're touring and they're like, you know, yeah, she's taking pictures. That, yeah. If you visited that, I mean, because I know it's a tour site. Would you take Would you take pictures? I take pictures. I wouldn't like take pictures of myself or like you know, Mary. <laughs> Selfie, get, yeah. Somebody take this picture of me and Mary smiling in front of <laughs> yeah, holding, the, the trains. Like no, that's not that's not going to happen. Holding, holding, like, you got to wonder. Did Trevor just confuse Auschwitz with Oshkosh? Is that what just happened? Maybe he did ask. Yeah, they got Wisconsin. Yeah, Oshkosh Pagosh. Yeah, that's not. I thought she was like the, the factory that makes like overalls. Um. I'm, I'm moving on as quickly as I can. Texas Lance Taylor was a running back coach at Notre Dame and doesn't call plays this season. Under no hypothetical scenario should he get the permanent head coaching job. I thought he was involved in the play calling according to the last press conference. He has been, according to Satterfield, at his coaches show. I He's mean, been calling plays you don't year. have to believe that if he says it, but, you yeah. know. Yeah, what is up with the TV? Yeah, what happened? Did, 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 did that make somebody mad when I yelled? We're going back to Phillies Cardinals. I mean, the game, we go out 3 nothing, and then ESPN just like pulls the plug on us. What kind of bleep is that? It's the guy out there who's mad you cussing in front of his kid. 
He's like, he's like, he's like, all right, I can end this real quick. <laughs> yeah, I know you're joking, but I don't know if it might be true. <laughs> Texas says historically Native Americans would scalp. Okay, what are we? Doing Where are that? you going with that? Historically, Native Americans would scalp the people they killed to prove their death and keep as a trophy. A selfie with the dead body would have been a much quicker and cleaner method. <laughs> That's morbid, but okay. What is happening today? I mean, I brought it up just because I saw it and I thought it was I thought it was weird, and I didn't. I wanted to make sure I wasn't alone in that. Is this the serial killer conversation spilling over? <laughs> this is what happens when you have somebody who has a serial killer phase. Jack <laughs> says uh, five and one Holy Cross is battling five and one Bethlehem tonight. Get Wagner out of here. But again, Bethlehem's in Barstown. It's. I, I did, tried they make, to, did they make the poll list? No. Okay, good. Like he's mad that. We didn't include that game. Well, don't hey, text you. Get in line, dude. I work with the SOB, okay? And I can't even get my own school on the list. You have. And they came in last twice. Y'all don't see you pulling back on Trinity in there. Trinity just Trin, Trin, When's last? Trinity's won how many? Like once? And you keep putting them in there every time. Well, no. Whenever they play the state schools, they haven't been in there. Are you sure? Yes. Go check the tapes. Go check the tweets. <laughs> they're in there today because they're playing Ballard. Of course they're in today. They're in second place right now. The only time still they, time I, think to the only, I think the only week they won was against St. X. I think you're right because they haven't. They've played. Well, no, Trinity Mail was the other one. They won. They're two in-state games. They've See, won. you got you put them on there. You never God forbid we make Trinity St. <laughs> X and Trinity Mail the high school game. The people are voting here. It's not like we're just picking games at random. Ballard doesn't get left off ever. Yeah, they do. They got left off like uh, the. I'm sure the last time they played an out-of-city school. You give, you give Keith all the love because you've known him longer. Share the same birthday and all. I love Keith. Texas, are there enough guards coming in for Louisville Live, or should I panic now? Oh, no, the, the list for Louisville Live is great. <laughs> the recruits are great. We, we just need some of them to actually sign with us. Do we just get another guards? I'm worried. Let's <laughs> talk about an oldie but a goodie there, huh? You're talking about guys that we're <laughs> recruiting. We're we're good with guards. we got we got plenty coming in. Uh, Elliot Cadeau now has confirmed he's going to be here for the Louisville Live event, the number one rated point guard in the class of 2024. What's his name? Elliot Cadeau. Elliot, okay. They said L.A. Cadeau. Elliot. 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 Um, he's going to be here. We know Trenton Flowers is going to be here. We know A.J. Johnson from the 2023 class is oh, going to be here. we know A.J. Johnson. Carter Bryant's going to be here. I think Carter Knox is going to be here. A lot of five stars. A lot stars. of Carters. A lot of, we love the Carters here. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we got Jay-Z. We got, we got his uh, you know, family on the, on the staff now. We're getting all the Carters. They should all come here. Your name's <laughs> Welcome back, Carter. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Um, Texas, Trevor, for your fervor towards Wagner, I'm curious how many Wagner events you've been to since you graduated. Uh, zero. You've never been to game? Your dad, you're, 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 uh, oh, no, I did, you're right. Was I the did. AD. Well, I was getting paid to be there, but, uh, yeah. No, I have been, I've been to, uh, yeah, I've been to, uh, no, you know, I, it's not even true because the, um, Alfonso's junior year, uh, we played, uh, Boone County or Boyle County, one of the two that, uh, take it way too seriously. And we drove, we went out there, and I it was like the one that's ninety minutes away. I drove out to watch that game, so and I didn't get paid for that. But at, since 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 John has left Wagner, I have not probably been there in a long time. By the way, I, I'm receiving a text report. Oh, got the game back on. Good job. And I'll give them props because you know they're on at the same time as us. But whatever, we know you know exists. Apparently, uh, Sweeney and the guys at Six Eighty they had Adam Rittenberg on their show, okay. and Rittenberg doubled down and says like he's if they lose, that's definitely not coming back. And possibly could be fired as early as Sunday is what he's heard. That's, I, I still don't know. I'm, not a fan. I'm also not a fan of doing that because if it's not right, no one's really going to make call you out on it. And if it's all right, you're just going to. I mean, it's 
I'm, I'm not. I'm not big on that double down right there. I'm. I'm I, he needs to get sent to freezing, freezing hot takes if that's if if, if it doesn't happen. <laughs> and that's and, that, and that's like the person you send somebody to, and you want to yeah. call them out for being wrong. I've gotten one. I, I've been retweeted by freezing hot takes once. I don't. I, I mean, I'm. I'm just. I'm not even at the level where they even paid attention to how wrong I was. Yeah, they followed me. The, the one that they got me on was pretty weak. Did they? It was like the some of the Reds. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> Miami. I was just, I was basically trying to make like a crappy joke, because Miami there was a message board post about like, you know, they're going to do this on this day and they're going to hire um, Mario Cristobal on this day. And it's all going to happen. It was like this weird like string of events, and it actually is exactly how it ended up happening. But I retweeted it and I said you and on. Yeah, I don't get it. It's a crappy reference to Q and on. Oh. And it was a it was a whatever joke. I just thought I was like it sounds kind of like, better. Yeah, it was not. A, it was exactly. <laughs> and they retweeted that after Mario Cristobal got hired, and like it didn't even gain track. Like, nobody even gave me crap for it. I was like, "Thanks." That's I mean, they do. I've so. had way worse predictions out there. Yeah, <laughs> go find how I felt about Corey Brewer back in 07. That I mean, I'm, I can't imagine. Yeah, I imagine if you go back and look at some of mine, like it'd be pretty bad. I think my Brian Brom will definitely be better than Joe Flacco. Post should have gotten a little bit more love <laughs> back in 2009, whatever that was. I guess I wait. Texas Trevor's pretty much saying you aren't. You are cheating, Wagner. This is Trevor's. You got weights and fish moment. <laughs> we got weights and fish. <laughs> Have you watched that video yet? No. Oh my god, it's the story of the year. It's the best story of all. By the way, I, after and after Patrick brought up the the uh, poker cheating scandal, I went home last night. I was checking. I was on Twitter before I went to sleep, and like the, I, I saw a bunch of stuff about. I didn't read it all, but like referencing this poker cheating scandal, they're like she stole fifteen thousand off her stack and stuff like this. And then the, right after that was a, a, an update on the chess cheating scandal, which is saying they're scanning butts now. When they go to these chess tournaments, they're walking in. They're, 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 you have to turn around. They, Metal detector. They scan your butt. They're scanning butts out here. Well, if I, well, if I told you I had a BB lodged in there from from back, a horrible uh, BB gun accident back in the day, you're gonna need a note from a doctor to prove it. <laughs> all these like sort of off the beaten path sports now, just cheating scandals all over the place. We got fish fishing scandals, chess scandals, poker scandals, and yet Aaron Judge is out here just clean as a whistle, hitting 62 home runs. Nah, I don't know. Maybe we need to check. Scan his butt. Start scanning butts. Dylan been slipping some uh, some some little upper stuff in those water bottles. No, like the Mets days. Did you ever watch that thirty for thirty on the Mets? Did you? No. You would think of all the all the things they talk about would be like the cocaine running wild. That was secondary to the fact that they like Keith Hernandez and them were like, oh, like every water bottle in the thing had like uppers and, and oh, like. Yeah. But I mean, he, like they they were marked and like if you didn't make sure you know if it had like a little mark on it, you knew not to drink it because it was had just filled with like just drugs. My so I, I I think I've talked about this before. My my cousins, like my dad's first cousins, he spent the summers with them. His his mom was their mom's uh, sister, the Doyle brothers. Like one of them would, would have been the MVP of the Reggie Jackson World Series of the Yankees. Doyle rules. And uh, Denny Doyle was the starting shortstop for the Red Sox in the famous Reds Red Sox Carlton Fist, you know, blowing the the ball. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He got thrown out at home to basically like lose. I think game five. But he would talk about it all the time. Like he played for the Red Sox for. I mean, 10 years or so. It was a really good player. And he's like, they always had, when you walked out of the clubhouse, just a big basket full of pills. Like, when you walked out. And he says, like, he was a little guy, so, like, he was never a power game guy anyway. He's like, I didn't really need them. He's like, but one game, I was in kind of a slump, and I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. He's like, so I grabbed a handful. I took them. I didn't really feel anything when I was getting warmed up. He goes, I went up to to go to the on-deck circle, grabbed a bat, 
and it felt like a bleeping toothpick is, is, <laughs> is the way that he phrased it. He goes, he goes, it felt like a bleeping toothpick. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. And he's like, that. It's, he's like, that was every team. Every team back yeah. in that era was just doing the same stuff. That's what I'm saying. Amazing. You think, oh, they're going to tell stories of all this cocaine. And they, don't get me wrong. Those were involved as well because of strawberry and, and, and good. But just the amount of, like, uppers and amphetamines used in, like, the water, just crushed up and put in water yeah. bottles is nonstop. Because they're out partying all night. You come back into a day game, you got to get yourself up. Yeah. That's how they were doing. They were doing the uh, the Elvis uh, Presley type thing, except no one died in the toilet. Texas says, where does Louisville rank as a football destination given our precipitous decline since Strong left? Feel free to pull your fans in Columbus. I mean, we're we're at best middle middle pack. I mean, in terms yeah. of, I mean, at best. I think that you, the, the real and sad thing. we're hurt, thing, too, because of conference. I mean, we still don't have, like, because some teams I think are similar levels to us that, if you're in the like a Missouri, I mean you're in the SEC though, and that does still trump you over us, and that's why some of the South Carolina thing debate we have. I still think we're more of, of a visible program. What really is going to hurt us? What really hurts me now is how little we capitalized on the once in a lifetime deal of having a Heisman Trophy winner, who has now gone on to be one of the most electric players, if not the most electric player in the most popular sports league in you know America. Yeah, Baylor's version of, of Lamar was out of the league within a year. And, right. And they now commentary, and they, they, they took advantage of they it. They did. And, and we yeah. I mean, we've, we have not had a good season, even by our relatively like average standards, since he left. And we've had nothing but – our best season since he left was Satterfield's first year, where we won seven regular season games. And recruiting never took off. Petrino didn't capitalize on that. Um, it just – and you have a short window with stuff like this. Kids have short memories. Lamar Jackson is very relevant right now. Who's to say four years from now he's still going to be as big of a deal? It's it just, like, you know, you've got to strike while the iron's hot with stuff like this, and we have not okay. done it. And I think our brand has taken a significant hit. And I think, yeah, we, we are not. It's, it's weird to say this. Like, after a, like a decade and a half where – We've had really good teams. We've played in BCS games. We beat a, an elite Florida team in the Sugar Bowl, for God's sake. We've had Teddy Bridgewater, who's an NFL quarterback. We've had Lamar Jackson, who's an NFL quarterback. We've had uh, Jair Alexander, who's the highest paid cornerback in the entire NFL. We've had all these things happen. And I feel like in the college football food chain, we're in a lower spot now than we were like in 2007 when we were coming off of the Orange Bowl season and people were like, man, like Louisville's a hot program. They've been really good uh, for a sustained period of time. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. Like it is, it's really disappointing that we haven't taken advantage and that we're in the spot right now where it's like, man, maybe we can get back to winning any eight games at some point because it felt like we were in a prime position to really take off and become a perennial player in the sport, and we have become an afterthought, which sucks. And it's what happens when you miss on a hire. Like I hate to say it, it is. Like you are not in a position like we were in the Big East where you could miss on a hire like Steve Cragthorpe, and if you hired the right guy right after that, you get out of that hole pretty quickly. And that's what happened with Charlie Strong. We had a couple of, uh, you know, a six and six year, then a, uh, a seven and five year, and then a boom, we're playing in the Sugar Bowl. Boom, we're winning 12 games and beating the, the ever living crap out of Miami in the Russell Athletic Bowl. It helped Miami fired Randy Shannon, too. It did. I mean, you need a little bit of help along the way, yeah. for sure. But now when you're in the ACC and those teams in the middle aren't walkovers and they're kind of at your level, it's a lot. You have to nail the hire to climb out of that hole. We didn't nail the Satterfield hire. At least it certainly does not seem like at this point. And even if you nail the next hire, there's no guarantee that you're going to be back to winning 10, 11 more games no, three or four look, years look, from look, now. Look at programs like Nebraska and Tennessee. Exactly. They were, they were I mean, 
long-standing programs who have made bad hires and have not come back from it yet. It is tough. Nebraska's going on 20 years with the exception of the slight Bellini era. But, I mean. It's a tough thing to course correct in college football when you play in a power conference. And I know the, the ACC isn't the SEC or the, the Big Ten or the Big 12, but it's still good enough that if you don't get the right guys and you don't have that built-in infrastructure where you're going to get top 25 recruiting classes and the fan base is always going to be there, it becomes a very steep hill to climb, and that's where we are right now. And we've not done a good job of of making that climb and making progress these last three years, and that's are, why we're in the position we're in. Are you are you are you, you with me or TJ? Where, where I am, the coach makes the program, not the other way around. Where TJ's always been, the program can survive a bad coach in football and just I guess athletics in general, like basketball or football. I think I stand by it for both sports. To be honest with you, I think I mean I think this is a like I mean, defense, you can turn it around championship argument. You need both. You ha- you have to have both. I think we've seen. I think it's. I, I'm more with TJ than I'm with you. I think it's more about the program than it is the coach. Because I mean, programs like I don't know. I'm as private Tennessee's been still killing recruiting and still can't. I mean, I watched Alabama for for years get great recruits and, and do go on recruiting, but have you know one of the shoelaces there and still suck. I mean, that's. I just I feel like you, you, I mean the coach. You, if you don't have a good coach, then you don't have a winning program. I think that's fair, but I think also if you have a great coach and you have a winning program, uh, you have a great coach and a losing program, you're never going to be elite. Like you're, you're never going to be the best of the best. I mean, maybe you have a great coach, he can turn that. Program I mean, the same into- programs win national titles in, in the two main sports every year. Like there's there's a handful of programs that are that are going to be right there every. We I mean we had the college football playoff for almost a decade, and we've had what I think eleven different teams playing that thing. Oh, how State only does six of them playing the national title? When you look go from Urban to to Ryan Day, but I mean. And we'll see with Clemson. You know, they were not killing it before Dabo took over. No, they were they were good, but weren't that they were a level below where they're they're at now. They were always decent, but yeah. but Alabama clearly was not decent until Saban got back. I mean, he had to resurrect that that program. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Ohio State is I guess an exception because they they have gone over it through multiple coaches. Um, I tell you what, take a break. We'll come back. We'll read some more text. We're up at this hour, and then we'll get into a, we'll have a, a short third hour i thought we were to six today but we're to 540 so we'll do a, a quick segment at the beginning talk about the game then we'll get into our pick segment we'll come back we'll try to get to as many texts before we do that to end this hour it's the mike rutherford show it continues next here on 1450 and 961 the big x My life is such a mess. They don't want to play for me. It's kind of eerie the way it works out, doesn't it? Oh my goodness! Um, He's got. We got to change our living. Trevor, a recent report from Move Buddha, a relocation tech company, ranked the ranked the least popular states to move to in 2022 via a 2022 mid-year migration report. They used data collected from January 1st to July uh, July 5th of 2022 to calculate this. What do you think is the least popular state in America to move to this year? South Dakota. 
South Dakota is incorrect. To, for me, it'd be Oklahoma or California. Number one. California was number two. Yeah. Number one is New Jersey. Least popular state to move to <laughs> this year, which I feel like is every year. I was close with California, but two. California is two, Illinois three, New York four, Connecticut five, then Utah, Maryland, Rhode Island, Louisiana, and Virginia. Rack, wrapping up the top ten. Kentucky? Hey, we didn't make a, a, a bad top ten list. Clearly no one with allergies was, was asked in this. God, Mike, you're killing me. <laughs> And no one has talked to me about my allergies. And maybe no please. no one that's a fan of like winning programs right now. But I mean, <laughs> why well, is New Jersey always like? I, I mean, I've been to New Jersey multiple times. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, for the for the record, I, one thing I like about it is they 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 actually they don't even make you pump your own gas. You have to do it. Your, I told you this story. You brought this up several times. But, and, you but you not, love this. Why wouldn't you? Like I'm, I'm telling you, you have no idea the dread that I the from I went from dread to excitement when I pulled up on it. That icy cold January night, and then found I didn't have to get out of my car. I'm just now scrolling up with the text line and seeing the shock and the horror on the text line when you, when I said Auschwitz and you responded with the place in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> in my record, I didn't know it was the world. I believe there are approximately 717 consecutive messages that are just saying the place in Wisconsin in quotes. <laughs> it sounded like it. I didn't know that's where. Look, it was a low moment for the show. <laughs> God is my We're not witness. proud of it. I did not know that's where it was located. I wasn't trying to make a bad joke. I literally didn't know that's where it was. But I didn't know it exists. Does that count for something? We've had some downtimes in the show before. <laughs> this was a low moment. This was a... Why, why, why am I still laughing? This was tough to come back from. <laughs> and yet here we are. Uh, 502-414-1450. We've got about uh, 10 minutes here before the end of the hour. Uh, 5 o'clock hour, we'll do a little bit of Virginia talk at the beginning. Then we'll get to our pick segment uh, to end the show. We'll be out of here at 540 because Trevor's got to get over to the OG studios to get ready for St. X manual coverage. Yeah, You can catch right here on the home of St. X, the Big X. I texted the, the, the transcript that I had to read that we both read yesterday for the St. X spot to my like my group of friends that always train together. And they were like, you bleeping sellout. <laughs> And then you didn't put as much emphasis on some of the lines as I did. I didn't. (laughs) There was one that was like encapsulates and much more. I'm like, and much more having to use weir to refer to me and Stanex together felt, felt very wrong. Oh yeah, it did. The only thing that I had going for me, because my best friend loves to just give, he's like the biggest bleep talker in the world. And the only thing that had going for me is he's a lifelong Red Sox fan, like a diehard Red Sox fan. And he, because he went to the Rangers-Yankees game the other day to meet up with Dylan, because he lives in Texas now, and he wore Yankee stuff to that game. And I'm like, oh, nice. we're talking about changing allegiances right now. I was like, thank God I had that in the back pocket. <laughs> I was like, it's all I got. I'm like, oh. they're like, did you at least get paid? I was like, no, I don't think so. It's just part of your salary. I don't think, yeah. It's, it, I'm basically doing this to keep a job. If three kids say they went there because they heard that spot, then you are a real influence. I need their tuition. <laughs> I need their tuition. 10% of that Sanex tuition should go to my pocket. Texas says, I'm a UK fan and I listen every day on podcasts. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Your show is great in spite of TK's derails. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I started listening to you all over KSR because even though you are a Louisville show, you guys give better insight into UK sports than KSR. Even when you are insulting us, keep up the good work. Well, I don't think that's true. We had no idea who the backup quarterback was yesterday. Well, neither did they. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't I got know. $10 because Ryan Lemon didn't know who the backup quarterback was. I, I'm sure he did. I'm okay. sure Ryan Lemon knew who the backup quarterback was. At least I knew Bo Allen was on the team at one point. Yeah, he's not anymore. I, mean, my, my knowledge, I did know he was at Tarleton State. <laughs> it was sad. It's like everything I'm going to name for like all my knowledge for Kentucky is probably going to be like from my last was on KRC. 
like a year or two years ago. So and so still on the roster. <laughs> is Will Levis playing? I mean, that was the thing. We, I, I didn't even know that he had an injury. Yesterday. Danny Clark, baby, has he come back yet? <laughs> they love Danny Clark. He got a tattoo. Get Shane Boyd in there. He did. He did. A, he did. A, he did a Ruben Owens. Except you know he wasn't any good like Ruben Owens. Tell uh, who's the who's the Morgan today? Uh, Morgan Newton. Morgan. Tell Morgan Newton to let it rip. Morgan Newton. All these just crap quarterbacks that we used to be. Now we can't even make fun of Kentucky anymore. Oh, uh, Morgan Newton was great though too because I mean the excitement. I was doing radio with Matt Jones at the time when they when that the day that class had Morgan Newton and Ryan Matzakowski in it. Yeah, the two four stars. We're back. Dueling four stars. We're gonna be. This is awesome. Our recruiting. We're gonna whoop you. Ah. <laughs> At least they had that hope. Now we're talking about Brock Doman, who was a no-star coming out of <laughs> the, the, the junior, yeah, still as good as the junior college on last chance to you, and now a backup uh, walk-on from Trinity. is our, our only quarterback. This, this is weekend. a guy that this time last year I didn't even believe existed on the team despite you telling it to me. It was a show topic. Does you this were, guy actually exist? You were like, it's, I was like, you're making this up. Like, no, he's a real... I'm like, no, he's not. Now, we have the same announcing crew this week as we had last week. We do. Will Chris Cotter, that guy, the play-by-play man, will he continue to call him Brock Doman like he did all last week, which drove me crazy? <laughs> I mean... If, if he does, then we have no chance. He's got to be practicing it because he know he has to know that there's a, a very good chance he, he's going to be the starter, right? How do you look at that name and be like, Doman? Doman. Just Doman. Say it normal, dude. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a, maybe it's a, a regional play where he's from. Like Oregon, Oregon. Yeah. My Chicago friends in college would always say Oregon and joking crazy. Like, it's Oregon. Stop. Like, is, is, is there like a certain, like, 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 uh, emphasis on the, the area? I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, accent, I guess, would be the word. Is it that, like, you just can't, it just annoys you? No. I like all accents, they're yeah. fun. Some of them do get on my nerves, though. Like the, like the North Midwest, like I'm watching the Dahmer thing, and you can just hear the clear Wisconsin accent coming out, and it's like I like them. It's I don't hate it, but it's like okay. I can when I worked at the newspaper in Iowa, the the girl behind me, her desk was behind me. She answered the phone every You're every a man time. Of the people every time she started asking a question, she would have to preface with the word "say." She'd be like, "Hey, this is Amy from the Daily Times Herald. Say you wouldn't happen to and like I laughed every time. Like this, it's adorable. <laughs> what do you want me to say? It's a, I love these little just like you know little, little things. Do you have a favorite? No. I mean, I like Northeastern accents always, I think, are funny to listen to. Funny both kind of, I don't know, was, I don't know, maybe it's like my cousin Benny Melissa Tomei, but the, the Brooklyn accent on a, on a lady does kind of get me going a little bit. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm being honest. Te- you don't have to be. Well, why you be lie? Texture says, <laughs> uh, go Mariners, let the onslaught begin, 3 nothing, baby. Texture, you, you have, you're just, just begging that to win Texas of the year, aren't you? Yeah. And that number, I'm, I'm not, I've never blocked a text number, but and I'm not, I won't start with you, Texter, but come on, man, lay off me a little bit. Texas, by the way, Trevor did screw up a name early in the show. He called Wesley McGriff, the UFL coach, Fred McGriff. As a Blue Jays fan, he should know the difference. Well, you do that all the time. Yeah. I think you do it on purpose. Yeah, because that is, that's how I remember it's McGriff. I can never tell. I just kind of go about my, my day. I'm always just going, <laughs> that, was that from you, the Texter? No, that's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you're joking, and if you're not, then I don't. Either. No, I just I, I mainly do it because I just that's how I remember the coach's name being McGriff. It's just I just remember Fred McGriff, and so sometimes I just don't even think about it and I say it. Texas Mike, did you uh, ask Oxmoor to foot your all's Maui transport bill? We didn't, but no, I, I came in here. I was in here early on. It was Monday or Tuesday. One of the days where I was, Tuesday it was after no yesterday after I did, did the academy stuff. Yeah, I and mean, Troy came in. He's like, he's like, he's like, we gotta get you to Maui, man. And I'm like. 
you're my boss. Telethon? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me some of that telethon money you guys have been talking about. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to turn it down. Would love to. Picture of us looking sad. Send these two. Look how pale they are. <laughs> God knows they need the sun. That <laughs> uh, <laughs> was both looking just all downtrodden and sad. Texas, I agree. An in-season firing doesn't make a lot of sense, but do you think there's any possibility a conversation has taken place where Sad has told Hurd, if you make the decision in-season, just go ahead? I don't think so. I, I mean, I can't guarantee that it hasn't, yeah. but I, I would, I'd be very surprised. I mean, that's still even the scenario I put out there earlier. I would be, I, I wouldn't expect that to be the kind of guy like you're told you're out in the year no matter what, and I'm walking away now regardless. I, I can see him doing that. I mean, he could, but I just, that would surprise me. Tish says, "Okay, y'all, what the f is Vineyard Vines? I don't understand. It's a clothing brand. Is it? Yeah, I've never heard of Vineyard Vines. It's a very preppy clothing brand. I would have guessed wine. Uh, well, it wouldn't have been a terrible guess. I mean, Vineyard yeah. Vines. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a liquor company. They Why? work in, they're famous for uh, pastels, or as you would call them, pascals. Pascals. Um, if you go to like Oaks, they have like the Vineyard Vines, like in the infield. Like they want How did all that come up? the high school kids to wear preppy stuff. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea why like, that came we up. Even, I know we didn't reference it because I would have asked what it is. It's just a text came up. Okay, y'all, what the F is Vineyard Vines? Is that I the don't guy understand. that sends Might them? be a KRC text. No, because uh, yesterday he talked about the his most recent text before that is for the show. He said, "I watched the weights and fish video with the sound this time, and it's hilarious." It is. It's the it's the story. Do you think of the maybe year. he just texts the wrong person. He's like, well, he texts like his buddy. Or something. No, this is the okay. I thought it might be this guy, so I just scrolled up. It's the guy who yesterday texted it about, "Hey, remember on June 28th?" That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was going to ask you that. It has to be the same guy. And now he's just doing a bunch of these. Now he's just giving us random. random he said, "Would you rather fall into a pit of lava or a pit of molasses?" Lava fast. Probably lava because yeah. it died quicker, yeah. yeah. I don't want to last, yeah. Yeah. He also he also made the Yancey Gates punch tweet. Okay. Text. Text says, says, thank you, Sat, for making you of a football weird, and thank you, Trevor, for making the Mike Rutherford show weird. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Texas says, I audibly groaned in the office when I heard Trevor say Wisconsin when asked where Auschwitz was located. He wasn't even asked. You just responded to me saying, I assume that you knew what Auschwitz was, which was an Well, there's your problem, not mine. Which is pretty much my fault now. Yeah. And you were like, oh, that place in Wisconsin. And what moment in the time I, we've known each other make you think that I would know that right off the bat? I mean, it's bat. Auschwitz. It's, it's not. I, I, I had more faith in you than that. I, no, I disagree. I, don't, I think, I mean, if you just said, if you just said the whole, uh, you know, uh, concentration camp, I would have obviously, I'm not moving like, oh, what's that? I know what that is. Sure, most people know what Auschwitz is. Clearly, they don't. Most people. Yeah. They, well, I'm not most people. I, I know, but like, I still thought this was a thing that you would know. I thought you would be like offended if I was like, are you hey, familiar with Auschwitz? Don't talk back to me, whoopee boy. <laughs> what's that? Wow. Remember that thing? Like, what's a whoopee? <laughs> oh, yeah. Patrick. Well, that's, that, that's an age thing. That's true. Did you I, know where it was? After we got off the air. Yeah. We, oh, I shit. know exactly where Auschwitz is. Okay. It's, you're still studying it. It's fresh. It's like math. <laughs> You remember math when you were still in school, but then like two years later, you forget it all. Texture says the nanny accent. Is that what turns Trevor on? Oh, God, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, what's the opposite of it? I think the nanny's an underrated show. She gives that's me a, a hot tech right It gives there. me a direction. I don't think. I don't know. No. That's kind of attractive to Fran Drescher on that show. I mean, she's attractive until she starts talking. It's. I don't hate it. Yeah, I remember. I do now. It is creepy that like the daughter was uh, in Californication, the young daughter in that show. She also was in Beethoven. She was uh, the older daughter. She's the. Uh, did you ever watch Californication? No. 
Like it starts off, she's like with the company, and she like just punches him. But yeah, she's she's sounds great. She she grew up painting quite the picture in Ken. It's like the girl from uh, Hocus Pocus is in uh, Ray uh, Ray Donovan. She plays a complete freak in Ray Donovan. The young girl, Vanessa Shaw. Yeah, or Vanessa Shaw is the older one. No, Thor- I'm talking about the older one, Vanessa yeah, Shaw. Yeah, because Thor- Vanessa Shaw also was. Uh, she does. Yeah, I mean, she does nudity in Ray Donovan. Thank you for that. I mean, I was trying to dance around it, but I mean, I want to make sure everybody knows. <laughs> Did you ever watch Beautician and the Beast? No. Texture says, and I'm <laughs> sifting through the DoorDash menu once again as TK brings up that damn Dahmer show. <laughs> I was mad. I got so mad last night. I was sitting there. I'm eating pot roast. First of all, not the probably best thing to eat when you're watching the Dahmer show. And like, of course, the scene comes up where he's like cooking someone's liver. I'm like, no, nah, I don't even feel like eating it. <laughs> What? Touch this TK thinking that Oshkosh is an off offshoot brand of Oshkosh Bagosh clothing line. Yeah, that's what we figured out. I think what, what happened there. I mean, both horrible places. Touch this Trevor Kelsey <laughs> Oshkosh. You mean the place Daniel Boone was born before defending the Alamo? <laughs> oh come! I, Boone was in the Alamo, wasn't he? It was Crockett, right? David Crockett. That's what yeah. we figured out. Texas Trevor, haven't you seen Schindler's List? Auschwitz, don't didn't you make out during Schindler's List or was that the, that was Jerry? I, I got I, which one did you? Passion of the Christ. That's what it was. Which I wasn't knew, easy. I knew it was terrible. Wo- wasn't easy with the woman's wailing next to us. Auschwitz is the concentration camp of that movie. <laughs> Texas, I bet Mary loves that she's finding out about your affinity for the nanny voice at the same time as the entire metro. I didn't say. I just said I didn't hate it. I thought she was very attractive. You like that voice? No, I didn't. I said it wouldn't have been like it's not a deal breaker for me. I mean, she was attractive, but it was just the voice was took everything away. She's like it didn't match up. It didn't have to talk. Like, she had to be way hotter even for the, than that to just to get over that voice. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It bothered me that much. I mean, saying. I wouldn't have turned her down, but I mean, still, it goes without like, saying. Yeah, Texas completely out of left field, but could an NHL franchise do well in Louisville? Considering the fact that we've had like it wins. Considering the fact that we've had like seventeen different minor league hockey teams that yeah. have all flopped here, I'm gonna guess no. I would love it. I, th- I think that'd be a cool thing for the entire city to get behind, and I think it'd be awesome. I just don't know if we'd be able to. If it was it. successful, it would be do well because just everyone's gonna go watch a winner. But we j- we also just have there, there are too many NHL franchises that are within close enough proximity. Like Nashville has a Columbus. team, Columbus has a team. They're not gonna come here for. The territory, which is what we, we would need to be in an area where there's like no team within four states. And we're also not bigger. Columbus and Nashville are both bigger cities. Exactly. Than they are too. It, it wouldn't happen. But I, I would. I personally would love it. It would. I don't think it would ever happen. Texas. All right. Uh, already, what I've taken from this is TK ate a home cooked meal. I'm happy for him. Yeah, I had pot roast last night. Nancy made some pot roast. Yeah, she also she does a good job in the crock pot. Yeah. All right. Texas, I'm a I'm one of the M- fa- Mariners fans in Louisville. It's been 21 years. Give me some slack. It's the guy who keeps texting in Mariners. I mean, for the and I will and listen. Hey, and when we went to the playoffs in 15, it'd been that was our 21 year. We that was literally 21 years between our playoff appearances. Went to back to back. So I mean, I feel your pain, but I'm gonna, I want you to have more pain. Texas, also, why is PRP Butler not an option for game of the week? Because he hates them too. Hand up. I didn't even see that game. That should have been on there. That should have been over Fairdale Dallas. Because he's biased. No. That's the other half of our district. I didn't PRP see it. Butler. That, that's District Four. My text was right. My apologies. That's on me. Are you are you admitting that you're right? That you're you're wrong? That you should put Wagner in there too? No. Damn it! Tell me a bone. Seriously, I think I think more likely is that Hurd or Ty Ray had told Sad at the end of last year that he had to win six games to prove it, and he didn't. I I don't think that, that happened either. I don't think there was ever like a definitive number. I doubt it. I could have been, but I doubt it. 
because I'd heard that was us mostly in media. That yeah, said I mean, that. as recently as a few weeks ago, I'd heard that like, hey, I'm just letting you know. I think if he, I think he stays if they go five and seven. Was what I was told by somebody who would know, and I kind of thought that that wasn't going to happen going into the season, but I didn't know for sure. And Sounds like it was. Uh, we have to go to break. We've talked over the top of the hour. When we come back, we'll talk uh, Louisville, Virginia. We'll preview tomorrow's game, and then we'll get into our pick segment, high school game of the week, the local games of note, and the big games uh, in college football. And then we'll end it, obviously, with our predictions for tomorrow's game in but Charlottesville. That I'm winning. You are winning by two. We'll get there. No, I'm, okay. I'm going to give you your flowers. I just want to point it out there. I'm going to give you your flowers. You're going to have plenty of time. We'll see how this week. Flowers. Yeah, hand you your flowers, as the kids say. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour number three is on the way next. Here's the Mike Rutherford Show on Virginia, the times are changing. (laughs) You better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone. Cause the times, they are changing. Give me some harmonica. Got a harmonica. I do love the harmonica. That's why why I was always kind of a blues trapper fan as well. I love the the harmonica solos in there. Little John Popper. Oh, yeah. He's better when he's fat, though. He was. And then kind of went a little crazy recently. Yeah. It's okay. It happens. It's all that way you kind of you know get cocky. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> it's just this, I had like I had, too big for his britches figurative. I had a friend of mine who was like he's a big guy, he looked just like Peter Griffin, and he lost like all his weight, and then like he just ended up like divorcing his wife, moved to North Carolina, and got remarried, and just kind of went kind of off the off the rails. He's like he's like living all the excitement that I guess he couldn't do when he was the chubby kid. We, my friends and I, in had, his thirties, nonetheless. My friends and I've had a theory for a while now, and it's like when we see somebody who we kind of know, or like maybe somebody a little bit older than us, or that you, not one of our close friends who starts posting on Instagram all the time about being in like one of these like four a.m. workout classes or stuff. Like, like you know, they, I'm getting in really good shape. Somebody who's never cared about getting in fantastic shape, we're like, that guy's gonna be divorced in a year and a half. Oh yeah, and it almost always oh, yeah. happens. It, I'm like, something's going on here. If you're married and you're working out like Kevin Spacey and American Beauty or something, there. No, no, only, only married men only work out to shop elsewhere. I got married so I could stop trying. Exactly. That's the best part. Like, I mean, I'm not, I, listen, I'm just texting to like, their wife looking at me like, honey, you work out. You know, he's like, he's over looking to read like, shut up, Trevor, shut up. <laughs> Talk about Wisconsin again, you moron. <laughs> now, if, you've been, if you've been a health guy your whole life, that's one like, thing. Like, but like, okay, the, the, yeah. the people we've known, I'm like, you, like, you didn't run a day in your life that I've yes. known you. And out of nowhere, you're doing like army classes. Like, I, something's happening here. And. For the most part, we've been totally right about this. Yeah, because you, you're, all you're doing is wanting to make yourself look better naked for the next person. That's what it sounds like. I mean, that's it's, it's a given. I mean, you, you should be worried if you. And that goes by. That goes both ways too, guys. If, if the wife's starting to hit the gym more, all of a sudden starting to starting to to, to to tighten some stuff up, you better get worried. Unless you just don't care. Just hope that she's doing it for you. <laughs> well, she's not, dude. Probably not. <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> Breaking news from Pete Thamel. Uh-oh. Oh, Sources no. say Kennesaw State has emerged as the favorite to become the 10th member of Conference USA. Kennesaw State. Changes everything. 
Changes the whole landscape of the sport. Did you know, by the way, I looked into this uh, yesterday because I saw a story. Who's the NFL went to the Kansas State? I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. Okay. We, we've been talking about James Madison, them being undefeated, and you know, one of the best group of five teams. Did you know, like, there's a there's a transitional rule for college football, too, just like there is for, for college basketball? Yeah, I knew that because of Western. I had no idea that you couldn't, like, like I, I guess it would make sense for, like, not playing in the national title game, but what? Well, it was Western, and who was the school in the Sun Belt? It was it Georgia State or Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern, probably. They came in and what was a good D2 game and went and won, like, the Sun, went, like, 10-1 and one in their first year in Sun Belt, but couldn't make a bowl game because. They also can't yeah. play, like, like, if James Madison wins out, they can't even play in their conference title game. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's, and the, the transition period for football is two years. For basketball, it's four. Bellarmine now is going into their third year, unless they change the rule, which apparently is not going to happen. It's all just the dumbest rule of all time. And now James Madison's coach is trying to like do the same thing that Scotty D has been doing for the last several years, which is you know, he's beating that drum where he's like, can we get this changed? Would love for my kids if we go 12-0 and 0 to have a chance to play in the beeping, bleeping Sun Belt championship <laughs> game mean, yeah. and go to like at least the Continental Tires Bowl. Like this, What, what are we doing here? It's the dumbest thing in the world. And the NCAA is not budging for some idiotic reason. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. I mean, it, it, the thing is, and what baffles me is that, like, and I guess what was the um, the original reason was because I guess they 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 it was what would you say it was they didn't want they were didn't want people flip flopping from one to the other or something is why they they did it originally was that the, the supposedly the reason for the rule. Was it in my schools jumping from D1 back to D2 right away or something? No, I think it was something about there are no, like, the scholarship limits change from D2 to D1, and they feel like you'd have an unfair advantage with your, that was, the way it was explained to me, whatever the explanation was that I saw was totally bogus, and I don't buy it, so. Yeah, I mean. It doesn't matter what it is. And it baffles me, yeah, I mean, it's like, and now it's becoming more relevant. I guess this, this rule has been around long enough that for the longest time no one cared because more often than not, you weren't competing within your first two years anyway. But as Bob Dylan said, times are changing. Yeah, and they've done changed. I mean, what, listen, Western's first two years, it was irrelevant they weren't available because they went like one in ten both years. But now programs are. But programs are taking far more. To, yeah, they're they're the one, especially the ones that are moving up. And not, I'm not saying Western wasn't ready at the time, but they were decent. I mean, they'd had better years before they made the move. But like schools are like at a different level, like James Madison's doing really well, South Dakota State. Now, I know they're not one of them, but just saying them as an example, you know, or Apple App State, you know, these are schools that are very, doing very well and recruiting very well at their, at their division, at their level of division and can move up and, and progress. It's yeah. just stupid. It's, it's it, that's the long shot. By the way, I remember why Kansas State rang a bell in my head. Okay. It was when Louisville played them and they had the, the kid that Toronto took in the first round, uh, Max uh, Pentecost. Remember, Louisville beat him in baseball one year. Yeah, and the Super Regionals. Yeah, and their best player was the guy the Blue Jays would go on and draft like 10th overall, uh, Max Pankos. Also, uh, Bronson Reckensteiner went there. My guy, Zach Berry, played basketball there. Shout out to him. Love him. Really? Fantastic attorney. Texas Trevor's our very own low attention span, Mr. Skin, putting the X in the big X. Mr. Skin. Because you were letting it You mean like Mr. Skin? (laughs) (laughs) You even got a better name than us. Okay, first of all, I mean, hand up. Am I the only one that, after seeing that part in that movie, actually, because I didn't know who Mr. Skin I had never heard of Mr. You Skin. You Googled it, too, okay? No, I actually thought for a long time that like it was like just made for that movie. And then somebody, like, years, it was real. somebody years later was like, no, that's a real site. Yeah. I had no idea, no. I went and looked. I had to look up after the movie. I guess it was not too long after the movie because I had more internet access by that point. But, yeah, it was like I had no idea it was real, too. And I, 
I felt dumb for not knowing. I kind of did too. Like, how did I not know that? I know other, trust me, I know some adult websites on there at this time. And now they're even more, you know, abundant, but still. Like the Patrick switched on the Phillies Cardinals game and wouldn't switch it back for you. Still 3 nothing, by the way. And he wonders why we don't pay the interns. It's not, really, it's not even really an intern. <laughs> yeah, he is, kind of. Kind of. Texas says, uh, Wichita State scheduling a home-and-home with Western Kentucky is symbolic of how far the hoops program has fallen off since Greg Marshall left. Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. They just certainly have fallen. But I, they, I did see that news yesterday that Wichita State and Western will now play starting mm-hmm. next season a home-and-home, home, which is good news for Western. It's a nice get for them, for sure. Greg Marshall going to pop up anywhere else? I don't think so, man. He's still a good coach. He is, but he's old, and that was a bad report. Yeah, he's got unknown. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could end up, I mean, let's, uh, Gillespie popped back up somewhere. I mean, your boy from Baylor popped back up somewhere at some point. And then got fired very quickly. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, I don't mean Browse. I'm talking about the basketball. Uh, I know. He, yeah. got, he got fired before he Bo- ever. Both of them, actually, yeah. I know when I say Baylor, I should be Bliss more specific. got fired before he ever coached the game. <laughs> I need to be more specific when I mention Baylor because there's so many of them. <laughs> Uh, let's talk tomorrow. Louisville on the road, taking on Virginia and Charlottesville, a place where they've had, uh, I mean, trouble o- over the years. Even when they've won, it's been weird games. I was surprised to see when I was looking at the, the, the previews out there, these two teams have played 10 times over the years. And since Louisville joined the ACC, Louisville, e- even though we haven't been as good as we were hoping we were going to be in this conference, we've been the stronger of the two programs more times than not. And yet, in 10 all-time meetings, the series is even. Uh, Louisville's won five times. Virginia's won five times. Okay. The Cavaliers have won the last two. Um, of course, who could forget last year? Louisville dominating the game for three quarters. And then Brenner Armstrong lining us up in the fourth quarter in a 34-33 loss. That, that really stands out as like the, I think, the definitive disappointing loss in a, in a season last year that was full of them. It's a game that I think if, in Brian Brown's exit press conference, it'll be brought up. It's it certainly felt like a swing to the season. Like that, that was where the things turned. Like you can still lose the UK the way you lost to them, and people are going to be pissed about it. But if you'd won that game and won just one of the other ones, where you had a, a fighting chance, you know, you had four chances to score on the goal line against Clemson. If you get in one of those times and you have that win over Virginia, the team that you should have beat, then you have a good win over Clemson. You finally get them, and you go eight and four last year. It's Scott Satterfield and Brian Brown to an extent, are viewed totally differently than they are right now. That didn't happen, though, obviously. And here we are now talking about uh, trying to snap a two-game losing streak against Virginia. Both teams, I mean, these are, if you're power-ranking the ACC, and those power rankings are all over the place, most of them have Louisville and Virginia at 13 and 14 in some order. These are the only two teams in the conference that have played multiple league games that have yet to taste a league victory. It is, they're, they're both reeling in their own rights. Virginia was blown out last week by Duke, who was supposed to be the worst team in the conference coming into the season, and then Louisville took their horrible loss to Boston College, and now has all sorts of coaching concerns. We're the Kings. This is yeah, this is all setting up to be quite the environment in Charlottesville, Virginia, tomorrow afternoon. Noon kickoff on ACC Network. Card's still a three-point favorite, according to the latest Vegas spreads. Where's your confidence level? We haven't, really, we haven't even talked about that at all this week because the conversation has been not really about on-field stuff. But if you had to peg right now where your comments level, just, just for this game, where are you? 30. <laughs> 30 out of 30%? Yeah. I, we, usually we do it on a 1 to 10 scale. 3, 2. Like, I just was so taken aback by the 30. I was like, we're going to score 30 points? No, I'm not confident we're going to win this game. You think we're going down? I think we're going down. 
And then, do I need to point out, by the way, we lost to Boston College with the exact same score we lost to Virginia last year. We did. I, I didn't notice it until I looked at I that earlier today. I was like, I just oh, looked at it. It was like 34-33. That looks familiar. Yeah, I wrote a quick like point spread post this uh, earlier this week, and I was like, well, I was like, uh, yeah, the last meeting between them, I was like, oh my god, that's yeah, it's like same score. It feels like a cursed score. I, I have no confidence in them. I mean, I'm sorry, I just don't. I, I I've seen this. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, especially when it comes to geography, apparently. But with this, like, I just feel like I've already know. I mean, I've seen this movie again. It's like it's like I'm watching something. Like I'm watching a biopic on someone who I already know the story of. I may be, you know, and, and I know how it's going to end. And I just kind of know. I mean, I saw this last week. This is the exact same situation. We're going on the road against a team whose offense has struggled, yet we know and have seen that these this, these weapons that they have can produce. And here we come in, and we're going to probably look flat, and we're going to make Armstrong look like he did last year, and we're going to end up losing the game, maybe close, maybe double we'll digits. We'll get there. Where's the picks? Right, I'm just saying. Uh, and we only have again, we're out of here at five forty, so I guess we should probably get this going. Our our pick segment of the week. Um, we, we will wrap this up by giving our final thoughts on Louisville, Virginia, and then we'll make our official prediction coming up here at about five forty. But well, where are you confidence wise? If I'm a three. Out of ten, two and a half, three. Where are you? I don't want to give away my pick. Well, I guess by my lack of confidence, can pretty much give away my yeah. pick. Yeah, I'm like a, I'm, a, I'm a five. Okay, five. So I, that makes me feel you're either you're you're very drastically on either my side or opposite of me. Then if that's Scott Satterfield lives for peak awkwardness, and I argue that winning this game creates far more awkwardness than losing it does, and that kind of gives away my pick. But I'll tell you why at the end of the show. Um, let's do this. So. Season standings now, Trevor, once again, we had one game where we differed last week. It was NC State-Clemson. I, I took a shot with NC State. They let me down, as they always do. And uh, Trevor now, he has uh, extended his lead extended. to two games. Uh, you are 31-19 and 19 going into awesome. week six here. I'm 29-21. and 21. Need to make up some ground here. And we'll start with the uh, the official, the Mike Rutherford Show High School Game of the Week, pulling in 56.7% of the vote. It is undefeated 6-0 manual led by Trey Ryan and company. Going against the reigning 6A state champions in St. X, you can hear the action right here on 1450 The Big X. Uh, you'll be able to hear it a little bit later when we get off the air. Manual X, game of the year so far in 6A, Trevor Kelsey, who are you rolling with? I honestly contemplate boycotting and giving a prediction. Just taking game. a loss? No, I'm not. Well, no, 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 I'm not doing you that. You take a loss. You got to pick no, game. Okay, I'm not doing that because I'm not going to make any. I'm already whooping you in this. I don't want to make you, make you sound like give you confidence. One out, Steiner. Get your whooping. <laughs> Can we lock in a dumpster once? <laughs> I, got I got out. Good for you, bud. Uh whip us around here. I'm I'm going. I hope Spears isn't listening. Oh boy. Cause I'm going. Say next to win. Oh, so you do hope you like that swerve, right? Yeah. Sorry, Pat. I really can't decide. This is a tough one for me. I'm it's at Saint X, so I'm gonna go Saint X. I mean, I'm basically an alum at this point, so <laughs> you can be both, man. We are team stand next. I'm on here. two spots. <laughs> they also have not let me down so far this year. I think every time I've picked them, they've won. Uh, picked them against Mayo, picked them against uh, Trinity, and now I'm going to pick them against Manual. I think they're the better team. I would love it for Manuel because I think it'd be cool if we had like the script flipped a little bit where somebody besides San X Trinity or Mayo went on to win the state title. Um, it'd be a fun, like just. Somebody different, just something different. And Manuel winning this game would go a long way towards making that happen. But I got X. I think they're the better team. I think they're the best team in 6A right When's now. When's the last time it wasn't St. X Trinity or Mayo winning it? When it was like, like Brian Station, maybe? 
did they even win the highest level or they were the one below? When it was 4A, yeah. Yeah, when they went okay. God, it's been a long time. I mean, I'm thinking like 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 90s maybe. That was, well, that was in 2000, I think. Was it okay? Close I know X won that, that year. I think it was the year before, I guess, then. God, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's it'd be cool, especially if it was a Louisville program. I'm rooting for Manuel. Sorry, X. Love you, big X. Sorry for my read, but I think Sanix wins the game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I just, yeah. Also on our airwaves tomorrow, I assume this is on our airwaves. Is Western on Big X? It is. Okay, on our airwaves tomorrow, 6 o'clock kickoff, the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky, 3-2, and 1-0 and in CUSA. They're on the road taking on the Fighting Will Steins of Texas San Antonio, uh, who is also is 1-0 in CUSA and 3-2 and overall. Texas San Antonio, a 6.5-point favorite at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, the home of Trevor Kelsey's love. Who gets the job done this weekend, TK? Okay, first of all, I shouldn't probably admit this. Okay. But Nico, <laughs> the, the, the fighting San Antonio, I was about to chime in and go, but I thought he coached for UTSA. <laughs> 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 but I feel like I've made myself look dumb enough with geography today that I'm probably glad I didn't chime in on that one. Uh, um, Dugan's unhappy about our pick. He just sent us a you suck. <laughs> You're fine. He'd fire me if he had somebody to cover the board tonight. We're rooting for Manuel he'd, Dugan. He'd be like, if I had someone else to work tonight on that game, I'd have fired you. Uh, I'm going, um, what was it, Western and UTSA? Yes. Western's been looking good. They just dropped that 72. They did. I'm thinking UTSA, though. Sorry, toppers. I got Will Son. He's, he's going to be sunny this weekend. We can just ride my coattails. They're taking down the tops. I mean, I want to pick other games. I'm losing here. It doesn't doesn't benefit me to pick the same game, but I've got Texas San Antonio as well. Uh, we'll go to the SEC noon ESPN number eight Tennessee on the road taking on number twenty five LSU, who has not lost since that season opening loss to Florida State. Um, they're back in the national rankings. Tennessee trying to prove that it's a legitimate top ten team. A win in Baton Rouge would go a long way towards making that happen. The Volunteers are a slight two point favorite on the road. DK, who you got? Tennessee winning cover. Damn it, I got Tennessee. Well, yeah. I what was Tennessee. the that was WKU line? I missed that one. I picked UTSC to win. UTSA is by six and a half. Yeah, they cover too. That on that one, yeah. I'll I got Tennessee as well. I'm I'm not a believer in, in LSU. I know they, I'm not either. Yeah, they, they probably should have gone to at least overtime with Florida State if they make an extra point. I'm not 100 percent believer in Tennessee yet, but I just I'm not. Either. They, I, they've I, got I'm talent, the and they and, the, and Heupel's done a good enough job to where he's not going to let that talent be go to waste. Big nude Saturday on Fox, Michigan, number four in the country, on the road. Taking on Indiana team that always gives them fits. Every Indiana-Michigan game, I feel like, is always the same. Indiana is in complete control for like three and a half quarters and then inexplicably finds a way to just fall flat on their face and lose the game. This one, I'm not sure, is going to be that interesting. The Wolverines are a 22-and-a-half-point road favorite. Any shot that the Hoosiers pull off what would be a dramatic, huge, season-altering upset of the Wolverines on Saturday? 22-and-a-half? Yes. Michigan wins and covers. IU covers, Michigan wins. By the way, I, I do have an answer to our trivia question slightly. It wasn't even a trivia question, but the last team not named Trinity Cynics mail to win. Okay. This is a it's kind of, you know, give me a, it had to give me a second to go to it because they switch, you know, from five to six A's and stuff. Yeah. The last one actually was Scott County in 2013. Oh, I, I forgot that. Did they beat Mail? They beat Mead County. 
Oh, no Louisville team made it. No. That, that, was that when they were doing the... I think Scott County beat Mayo in like the semifinals. And, then, and that was when they were doing like Mayo, Trinity and Santa have to play each other in the semifinals. It was the Super and, District where it yeah. was Manuel, Senex, Trinity, and Mayo they all played them. in like the first two rounds. Uh, Scott County had been in the, the year, years before that. Uh, since then, the only other time that you didn't even have a Trinity Mayo, one of those two, three in it, would have been the other last one, which was... 1996, I believe. Good Lord. And that was Nelson County beating Paul Dunbar. Those Nelson County teams were legit. Yeah. They had a left-handed quarterback. He was a beast. That was, that was, his name. That was 1996. I mean, you have, you've had one of the other two schools in it. One of those three schools have been in at least one of the two, in at least the title game, if not playing each other in some way or another. Yeah. Even after that, I'm going back and I still can't. I mean, George Rogers, George Rogers Clark beat Trendy in 91. I don't remember that or St. X. By the way, Patrick texted in on the text line. Yeah, said, yeah. you don't know Bleep, Ruth, uh, Dick. Uh, you're siding with the guy <laughs> that hurt Auschwitz instead of Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm sorry, Patrick. I he was does, hoping you weren't listening. He does have a point, though. You are taking my you're taking my side a hell of a lot. You might, three. Want, you might want to consider that. I'm letting you go first because I'm hoping you're going to pick something different, but you're not. So far... Has not happened. I just took Michigan to, to cover. But we know it doesn't have to cover, but just beat right. Indiana, which I think I'm pretty confident about as well. 3.30 on Fox. Pac-12 battle. Pac-12, baby. Number 11, Utah. Still their only loss is that season opening loss to Florida. They're on the road taking on the surprising 5-0 and Chip Kellys of UCLA in front of uh, 2,500 strong fans at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Who will get the job done in this one? Utah, 3.5 point road favorite. I'm taking UCLA. I'm on the Chip Kelly bandwagon right now. I got, I got Utah. Digging you. Oh, there you go. There you go. Give me Utah. Vegas knows. UCLA, overrated. Should have lost to Liberty a couple weeks ago. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Uh, we'll keep it with uh, the— Yeah, but they didn't lose to Liberty. Utah, on the other hand, did lose to Florida. True. 7.30 p.m. 7.30. NBC slash Peacock. NBC Peacock. At Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, the, the least star. appropriate place for this team to play. BYU, number 16 in the country, 4-1. and one. <laughs> They're taking on Notre Dame uh, in an interesting Vegas matchup. Why is BYU playing Notre Dame in Las Vegas? You're asking questions I don't have the answer to. I don't know, so, but it's, it's, this is a game that is happening. I mean, Notre Dame, I get. I mean, alcohol, free alcohol, it's, it's a Catholic's dream come true. Yep. But BYU, I mean, it's like their nightmare. They I'm could, going Notre Dame, man. They're going to win this. This seems appropriate, right? This is the Shamrock Series game. But they, they're, they're not Shamrocks. Yeah, they've played these uh, I mean, because they went to Ireland for one. I don't know why they're going to Las Vegas for the Shamrocks. I mean, nothing does, are. nothing does say Holy War game better than in Vegas. True. I mean, let's let's have the Holy War in Sin City. That is just, that is pretty good. They changed the Welcome to Las Vegas, the famous sign, to make it green for Notre Dame. This is, this we is, do realize it's not. I want to pick BYU here. We, 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 I mean, we, you do know, like, the Pedersen's in March, right? But Notre Dame's coming to Vegas. That's the thing. I've been to Vegas. They didn't change the sign for me. I'm Irish. They don't care about you. Clearly not. Shamrock Series. So who'd you pick? <sighs> Man, I I I want to pick Notre Dame just to be mad, but it's, I'm picking BYU because they're a better team. I'm taking Notre Dame. Are you going opposite? Give me Irish. Yeah. I flip-flopped right there, and it's going to cost me like it did last night. Going with the Irish. I know it is. Uh, Kentucky. With or without Will Levis, they're on the road taking on a South Carolina team that they have utterly dominated over the years. I saw who was it the former South Carolina player that was like Kentucky's not a place a tough place to play because I, I, I said they're on the road. I'm wrong. It's at Kroger Field, but like somebody yeah. was on camera, somebody like a quarterback who had gone 0 and 4 against UK was like it's not a tough place to play. Jake Bentley. 
I don't know who it was, but like UK fans were all up in arms about it. UK, this line shocks me. I guess it's all based on Will Levis. They're only a six-point favorite over a not-great South Carolina team. Yeah, but they also had the close game last week, too. Or not a week before, I guess, with the home game against uh, Northern Illinois. Yo, UK? You know, yeah, you only won by seven, too, in that game as well. Yeah, but yeah, I'm still surprised it's not more, is what I'm saying. I guess, yeah. I mean, South Carolina's their only two SEC games. They lost by 41 to Georgia and by two touchdowns to Arkansas. Two good teams, but yeah. Yeah, still. No. They gave up 44 and 48 points in those games, respectively. It's a lot of points. Any hope that we have a Gamecock upset? No. I, I'm going UK's Kentucky. Gonna cover. I tell you, I'm going Kentucky. I don't know if Kentucky's going to cover, though. Oh, they are. I I don't, they may not cover. If, if Levis plays, I think they cover. They probably should cover, but regardless, I'm taking Kentucky. UK wins and covers. Second lot sucks. I hope I'm wrong. Would love to be wrong. I don't think I am. We'll go back to the AC. No, they suck. You're right. They suck. We'll go to the ACC. Late night. Late night? ACC Network. Oh, late night on the ACC Network. Two teams coming off their first losses of the season. Florida State on the road taking on number 14, NC State. Um, both teams now 4-1. and one. Florida State is 2-1 and one in the ACC. NC State 0-1 oh in the ACC. FSU, 10-point um, loss to Wake Forest. NC State had a narrow loss to Clemson. TK, who you got here? I mean, didn't you? I think we, didn't we go up this last week? I picked Wake Forest and you picked Florida State, I thought. No, we both picked. Um, Wake Forest? We both, we both picked Florida State. We both lost that game. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I yeah. think that was when I flipped on, too, at the last minute. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah I must have We were been. both wrong. Oh, okay. Um, is that NC State? Yes. What was the line against State one more time? NC State is a three-and-a-half point favorite. I, should, I could have guessed that, probably. I didn't need you to tell me that one. Uh, I'm going I'm going NC State with the win and the cover. Ooh. I'm going with the Knowles. Okay. I think Florida State gets it done on the road. Look at you trying to swerve things up. You're looking at you zigging when I'm zagging. This is It's all setting up. It has set up for NC State to go 8-3 and three, or 8-4 and four, yeah. or 9-3 and because that's who they are. I think NC State's a better team, and it's at home. They probably I'm are all, a better I'm team. I'm always going to lead in the home game when, when in that situation. They probably are a better team. I still think they lose this one. I will go to the game of the week. College game day for the very first time in the history of the program is going to Lawrence, Kansas to go to David Booth Memorial Stadium. Again, not named after a serial killer. But uh, it sounds like it. It's number 17 TCU, undefeated at 4-0, against undefeated at number 19 Kansas at 5-0. TCU, despite being um, you know, one fewer game, not being the host team, playing on the road, they are a seven-point favorite in Kansas. It's going to be a noon kick on FS1. Trevor Kelsey, does the Kansas miracle season continue? Didn't I pick TCU be Oklahoma last week? No, we both picked Oklahoma. But I know I because I like that was when I know I flipped on because I you did I emphasized how much I did not like Oklahoma I didn't think they'd get beat that bad but I did not like Oklahoma and I have not liked them this year at all um, TCU Max Dugan playing well Kansas to a quarterback I thought was the kid from Arizona State for the first few weeks of the season <laughs> I was like I don't remember him going to Kansas how the hell did Kansas get him and it turns out it's just it's only missing a Y everything else is the same. Um, I'm taking TCU in this game on the road. Sorry, Lawrence. Is, is David Booth really a serial killer's name? No, but remember we said that before. Like oh, because it, it sounds like John Wilkes. Yeah, anytime yeah. you think of a booth, you're just like. It, it does sound like yeah. it. It just sounds creepy. Your general. mind just goes right there, which yeah. I don't think they would name a stadium for anybody who assassinated anybody. But It's Kansas. As long as he reported Republican, they don't care. Um, I'm going TCU in this one. <laughs> I got the Horn Frogs, too. I, I'm rooting for Kansas because I think it's a cool story. I mean, they it's a program that for the last nine years, had never won more than three games in a season, and they're already 5-0 and uh, after five weeks this season. Lance Leopold is 
is thriving. They also just announced today like that all these millions and millions of dollars that they're putting into the football program, renovations and stuff. Like every I heard the line sometime. Like where was the synthesis when they were in the BCS bowl game? Well, they they got it and then they started losing right away again. Oh, so they fired I heard the line one time from somebody on on sports radio who said like every basketball school is just a football school that hasn't gotten good at football yet. Like if you become mm-hmm. a if you start winning at football the money and resources will pour, pour in because it's such a big cash cow and the fan base will get excited. And that's kind of what you're seeing with Kansas right now. They're all in on football. It's going to take more than one year for them to you know, shift from being a basketball school. But it's a cool story. Well, not if everybody in the conference is good leaves. <laughs> true, true. Uh, I'd like to see it keep going. I'm rooting for them. I hope they win this game. But I think TCU gets done. And they get it done kind of big. I've always been. I've never really. I don't say I've been a fan of his, but I've always thought Sonny Liston was a decent Sonny Dykes was a good coach anyway. Yeah. I mean, he just he plays that on that widespread offense that, that always kind of keeps you competitive. But it was a uh, text line pointed out. It was Stephen Garcia, the South Carolina quarterback, that was saying. Oh, okay. I remember. I do remember him actually. I think his yeah. exact quote was, "Connecticut's not a tough place to play. It's them and Vanderbilt that are the whatever places to play." In I the mean, SEC, which, let's, I mean, yeah. let's be honest. When you think South Carolina quotes about Kentucky, there's never been one that's ever going to be Spurrier. Yeah, the Clemson one. Yeah, it was like, we can't, we can't brag about it. They lost to Kentucky. We beat Clemson. I thought we did something. Then I saw they lose to Kentucky. <laughs> still the best. <laughs> like, I love you, Steve. I do, too. I will say this, and maybe it's just me. I don't know, but, like, I know we. this is a little off topic. We won't go too much into it, but the prime game, like, the prime games have been awful. But the commentary, I have liked Michaels and Kurt Patrick, uh, or uh, Kurt doing the game. I liked, the, I liked their, their post and pregame grew of... Uh, Sherman, Fitzpatrick, and uh, Tony Gonzalez as well. I mean, they were slightly entertaining, I thought. I thought I liked the Sherman rant after the game. I thought that was funny. Maybe it's just because that was just the rant I thought was entertaining. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think as a group, they were, I thought they worked well together. New headline. Giselle Bunchen doesn't think marriage to Tom Brady can be repaired. Source says she is done. That means Brady's done. She's a witch. So does he get alimony in this situation? Because yeah. she makes more than him? Do you think she makes more than him? That was the whole thing, isn't it? How she's always made more money than him? I can't imagine. So if that's the case, does 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 that mean? Not to mention, I think they were married in California, which is a uh, mutual uh, own like, like everything split down the middle. She's a witch. Doesn't matter. He's gonna suck. Bucks are done. His career's over. He I looks mean, terrible. They have two losses. It's like the two best teams in the. He's AFC, done. And, uh, He's done. He doesn't have the witchcraft. It's, it's over. <laughs> it's done. She put a spell on you. It's done. Uh, now you suck. <laughs> we, we're not picking these games officially, but there is actual college football tonight if you are a junkie and you want to watch some games. And God love you if you're tuning into this one. 7 o'clock on FS1. It's Nebraska on the road taking on Rutgers. Nebraska is a three-point favorite. Do the coachless Cornhuskers win their second straight Big Ten game? By the way, we did pick that correctly last week, them beating Indiana. Who do you have here? Well, I'm a funky, not a junkie, but I know where to get it. As Bradley No once said, um, <laughs> I'm going. It was Nebraska and who? Rutgers. Oh God! I know. <laughs> this is a sickos only game. I'm gonna take Nebraska. I, Two I, in a row. I think they win again. Rutgers. I couldn't tell you what Rutgers' schedule even is. Rutgers sucks. All I know is Rutgers uh, almost or beat uh, uh, Boston College. They did. <laughs> we won. It's like all I know That's about how bad we are. Who's their quarter? Is Mike? Is Mike Teal still there? No. <laughs> he was there forever. No. I figured he thought that no one noticed he would never leave. Uh, Greg Schiano is, and I think. He's back there. Yeah, yeah. The same thing. He almost got into it. He got into it with Ryan Day last week during the Ohio State game. No, yeah, and kind of right. That was kind of, I mean, he kicked a field fake goal. Fake a field goal. I mean, he, faked a field goal. he faked a punt 49 10. That's, that's, 
that's low, right? I mean, uh, the ESPN two game tonight, seven thirty is Houston on the road taking on Memphis. Memphis is a two point favorite in the American. Also, ten thirty we get FS one gets his old school then. There you go. Uh, ten thirty FS one we get Colorado State. The Fighting Sean Moss, who are awful. I love, I love you, Sean, but the team is terrible. On the road, taking on Nevada. And then 1030 CBS Sports Network, Aiden Robbins and the resurgent UNLV oh, running yeah. Rebels, 4-1, and 2-0 in the Mountain West. They're on the road, taking on San Jose State, who is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I might watch a little bit of that before I fall asleep. I probably will watch it because that's the those late games are the ones I put on my phone while I'm playing Madden at, like, midnight or playing something else. Uh, I'm going to go in UNLV. I'm, who's Colorado State playing? Colorado State's playing Nevada. Nevada, sorry, I'm still I'm still bitter about Cecil the Diesel Sap, Sean, and uh, and I'm definitely going. Um, uh, I'm going to say Houston. Give me Memphis winning and covering, Nevada winning and covering, UNLV straight up pulling the road upset of San Jose State. Nevada's been is usually pretty good. They're not great, but not Colorado great right State's now. terrible. The, the two really bad teams are they playing in Reno? All right, the big show. Where is the big show? The game the nation is waiting for. Noon kickoff tomorrow in Charlottesville, Virginia on the ACC network. It's 2-3, and 0-2 Virginia versus 2-3, and 0-3 Louisville. Scott Satterfield potentially coaching for his job. Malik Cunningham potentially not playing in the game. Like 15 running backs potentially not playing in the game. Trevor Kelsey. What's going to happen? I feel like the the poor lead announcer that had to do Louisville games back-to-back is in the back of his mind thinking, man, I wish I hadn't told my boss, his wife, she looked bad at the Christmas party. Otherwise, I wouldn't be getting his duties. I mean, what a poor guy. Duty. Duty. <laughs> my confidence level's at three, and that's mainly induced by drugs, which doesn't tell me much. So I, I don't like – I just have no confidence. I – I want to have confidence. I want to be blind. I want to be a homer. I want to slap my own butt, but I just I can't do it. I've been I've been hurt too many times. I've been fooled too many times. The wool is over my eyes and it's not being removed. Um, therefore, I'm saying Virginia. Virginia wins. Louisville doesn't cover. Uh, Cavaliers final score. I'm gonna go. 37 to 28. 37, maybe 24. I should have no confidence. There's no reason to believe that Louisville should win this game, except for this. Whatever the peak awkwardness of a situation is, Scott Satterfield has always hit it. He always does. And the peak awkwardness for the situation is not Louisville losing this game and making it cut and dry that he's not the guy and maybe he gets fired this weekend. The peak awkwardness is, even without Malik Cunningham, with a much maligned defense, with a limited stable of running backs, going into Charlottesville and winning a game on the road that just keeps that life support going, just keeps that beep humming. And that's exactly what's going to happen. I am basing this on nothing whatsoever outside of the fact that if there is a weird situation that can be made weirder, Scott Satterfield is going to accomplish it. Louisville's going to win this game. I don't think Malik's playing. Brock Doman's going to get it done. The defense is going to play inexplicably well, as they do every other week for some reason. And we're going to go into the bye week being like, well, at least we won, I guess. And we're going to have nothing to talk about. Because it's, it's a lot better for the show if Satterfield like, gets fired or is going to get fired. And that's not going to happen. He's not going to give us that. We're going to win this game. We're going to hold like a semblance, a crumb 
of hope going into the second half of the season, which will be shattered pretty quickly because that's what we also do. But we're going to win this game. It's going to happen. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be gross. It's going to be one of the first worst football games you've watched, but they're going to win. Give me Louisville, 23, Virginia. What's the weirdest score I can get to? 19. 23 to 19. 19 or 18, either one. That's be. what's going to happen. Cards win. Satterfield lives to coach another week. Did you get one of those Denny Doyle bot water bottles in there? I wish. <laughs> I, mean, I wish. I need it right now. I mean, I hope it happens. I hope they win. The long COVID is taking away the uh, possibility of having reality in your predictions. It's happening. We're going to win this game. It, it feels weird. There's nothing that says it should happen, which means it's going to happen. So, what would you say? 23 19? 23 19. So they, they also cover, according to you. They cover by a point. Because Lil was, what, three and a half? At that spread's point? going down once, they, once Malik is ruled out tomorrow. I'm, I'm saying. Oh, I'm hammering it until yeah. I get over the bridge. Yeah, you, you should. Uh, Trevor's headed across the bridge. He'll be running the board for Manuel Stan X, which you can hear right here. If you want to hear Ballard Trinity, flip it over to our sister station, 970 WGTK, where you can also catch Louisville, Virginia tomorrow, the new home of Cardinal Athletics. Everyone have a fantastic so, weekend. Did you say the Indiana game? No. 94-7. 94-7. New Albany and Seymour. Scoots will be there. Everyone have a fantastic <laughs> weekend. Go Cards. I love you, Scoots. Beat Virginia. We'll see you guys Monday at 3 o'clock. Naming was a loser now will be later to win for the times they are a changing.